0: The Cellcast is recorded in front of a live streaming audience.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cellcast. Joining me today is a man whose girlfriend is not the planet Venus. Welcome, Jacob. Hey, what are you talking about here? Are you saying it is the planet she is the planet Venus? I ain't saying anything at all. <laughs> Cause we know how much she likes true crime. Yeah, true. <laughs> Why thank you? And let me in the house our two
2: um let me introduce our co-host, a man who went down the bayou, went down to the gator, went up, a up hell, and, and all kinds of stuff. We are a mad a frog and a princess.
1: Welcome you. <laughs> I believe it was Eddie Murphy who once said Dude, ain't nobody understand the what's coming out of your mouth. <laughs> oh, agree. <laughs> Hello there. Uh, we tonight, we are reviewing <laughs> the film The Princess and the Frog. Yes. Uh, this is an interesting movie for I a, think both of us. Yeah, it's a good movie. Do not get me wrong. It is a good movie. This is there, one, there's, there's problems kind of, with the movie. This <laughs> is one we've hinted at since, I think, episode one. Yeah, because you talked of, about this, I did. I did. On. I mean, like, we, I, we know you have
2: certain opinions. I, I do, like, like we all—we all have opinions when it comes to movies or sure, whatever or sure. something we love. And it's like, yeah, I just, I just have this tiny little problem with the ending of this film, and we'll, we'll get into that. We'll later. We'll get there when we
1: get there, exactly. But overall, I enjoy this film. So for the most part, so. All right. So why don't we go ahead and jump into the spoiler-free section of our review of The Princess and the Frog. So close. Certified fresh and
0: spoiler free. This was
1: my first viewing of this film. Really? Yeah. Uh, When this film was coming out, this was what, 2009? 2009. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't able to go to the movie theater on a regular basis. Hmm. And for whatever reason, this movie did not make it onto the uh, display rack at Walmart. At least not while I worked there. Really, So I don't know what the deal was with that other than it probably hit like long before, but anyway, uh, so I'd never seen this film. I had some thoughts from the trailers. I remember seeing back in the day of what this film was going to be mm-hmm. that I am happy to say did not come true. Okay. <laughs> I had, I, I had some preconceptions. Okay. But I went into the film as you know, empty minded, not empty minded, open minded, open minded as I could. Uh, let's face it, the issues revolving Tiana's appearance in Ralph Breaks the Internet did not help that case any, uh, considering how much they had to go back and change her skin color because it wasn't exactly right. Oh, uh, that remember? That's right. I yeah. do you remember that. So I, I admittedly had some bad ideas going into the film what it was going to be about. I'm happy to say those were not. That those did not occur. Mm-hmm. I actually rather enjoyed watching this film. It's it's a it's a good one. Uh, I have like you said, I have some issues coming close to the end. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's the same issues you have, but they're right. connected, maybe. Uh, but yeah, uh, this is a this is a fun one. I enjoyed it. What
2: uh This is my second viewing in this film. Uh, there again, I didn't see it in theaters. I I, I heard. Through the grapevine that Disney was coming out with a classically animated film, and I was excited about it, but I just like the I just didn't go watch any theaters for some reason or another. So later on, I'd be like I kept hearing really really good things about Princess and the Frog throughout you throughout the years, mm-hmm. and I I was at a uh, Black Friday sale. You know, back in the day when they actually did sell movies for, you know, change at Walmart. Come on, Walmart, do better. So, Bill, I, I picked this up in the, the normal big lot of movies I normally do. And uh, so, I sat down. He's like, you know what? I'm going to watch this. I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. I've never seen it. like, I like classically animated movies. It's done by two expert uh, mm-hmm. uh, producers and directors. And writers apparently too, so so I sat down and watched it, enjoyed it, and then the movie started giving me issues, but little little ones here and there, right? So I watched did it. any of those issues change in this viewing. Yes, it did. Some some okay. of, some of those views did change. So we were we had I can't remember what episode it was, but we it were, was Adam's family. Anna's family and Celeste was on as part of our part of our as as our guest. Yes. So I we get done with the get done with the the podcast. We get done with the episode, and I think I it I, was
1: in the episode that discussion happened. That's right. That's right. It
2: wasn't the wasn't the episode. My my mistake. So I I point out my issues with Princess and the Frog, and then Celeste very graciously points out to where maybe I didn't see this part of the film or it just skipped over or just something didn't stick. Yeah. Something didn't stick with the film. Now, granted, I really enjoy the film, but on this second viewing, I kept having the same issue. So I went to my good, my good brother in Christ, my co-host here to be like, what am I missing? What am I missing in this film? So I wouldn't help you. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Whatsoever. I I can't couldn't help you because it's like this is gonna be good discussion tomorrow night. Oh, agreed. I don't want to ruin anything. True. So uh I I've watched it for the second time. I enjoyed the film. Uh, I think there's problems within the third act, definitely towards the very end of oh, the yeah. film. There's problems in the third act. There's problems in the third act, but uh overall I enjoyed the movie. Just saying. But we'll, we'll we'll get into the nit, nitpicking and you mm-hmm. know uh, dissecting this film
1: later on. But overall, I enjoyed it. All right. Well, why don't we go ahead and jump into the full spoiler filled section, and we'll get to spoiling this thing. The following is a spoiler filled review for the film The Princess and the Frog. Listener discretion is advised. The Princess and the Frog was written and directed by Ron Clements and John Musker, Mm -hmm. who also wrote and directed Hercules and Aladdin. And a certain little film from 1989. The Little Mermaid? Yeah. Okay. I only had two spots. Okay. I picked picked stuff that was close. Oh, okay. But moving on. Yes. It was also written by Greg Erb, Jason Orumland, and Rob Edwards. It is inspired in part mm-hmm. by the Frog Princess by Ed Baker, which is in turn inspired by uh, pr- the the Frog Prince, yeah, by the Brothers Grimm. Yes. So yeah, this is not a direct adaptation of the the the, prog- the Frog Prince. Like mm-hmm. I was thinking going into this, this is actually based on a different book. Yeah, which is even then it's only a loose basis. So yeah, that, that part was already was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Getting into the cast, Anika Noni or Nani Rose. I apologize. Uh, if I, if I mispronounced your middle name there, uh, she played Tiana and in the television series, let the right one in, she played Naomi Cole. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Bruno Campos played Prince Navim and, <laughs> And the most, the thing he was in the most on, uh, I noted on IMDb, was a show called Jesse, where he played Diego Vasquez. Oh, okay. Disney Channel show. I think so. Yeah. Keith David was the voice of Dr. Facilier. Oh my gosh, his performance. And we both know him best as Goliath and Gargoyles. Mm -hmm. Yes. Peter Bartell voiced Lawrence. And in something called One Life to Live, he played Nigel Bartholomew Smythe. I don't know who that is. What like show? He, uh, One Life to Live. Oh, I think I recognize the name. Because there again? Be like there, there wasn't much to choose from on some of these. Unfortunately, I gotcha. Tonight. Uh, that being said, Mark, Michael Leon Woolley, who played Lewis in Batman: The Brave and the Bold, he mm-hmm. played Darkseid. Ooh, interesting. Jim Cummings, the voice of Ray, mm-hmm. In Star Wars Rebels and Star Wars The Clone Wars, he yes. was the voice of Hondo Onaka, mm-hmm. the bounty hunter. True. Jennifer Cody was the voice of Charlotte LaBeouf. LaBeouf? Like they said LaBeouf in the, in the movie. Lebeuf. And in one of the, I, I, I missed which which uh, dub of this sh- she was she she was in, but in one of the dubs for Winks Club, she played Darcy. Darcy, yeah. Winks Club is kind of a French magical girl show. Okay, gotcha. It was on Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon. for a while. It was on uh, uh, Four Kids TV, yeah, way Back in the day, it's yeah. Most recently on Netflix. I didn't catch which version of the show she played Darcy. So okay, so my apologies. Gotcha. There. Uh, John Goodman was the voice of Big Daddy LaBeouf, Mm. and of course he was Sully in Monsters Incorporated. Mm -hmm. Oprah Winfrey was the voice of Eudora, and if you don't know where she's from, I can't help you. Okay. You're not going to mess with me, the fact that I just slammed Oprah Winfrey for being in too much? (laughs) No. Okay, then. All right. Uh, Jennifer Lewis was the voice of Mama Odie, and she played Flo in Cars. Mm. And Terrence Howard played James. That was um, Tiana's dad. Oh. And he played Rhodey in Iron Man. Yeah. The first Rhodey, Rhodey in Iron Man. Man. Yes. Not the one we p- currently are playing. Ruby yes. Now, Kingdom Hearts Connections. Yeah. How many do you think we got?
2: uh this is a 2009 2009 film mm-hmm. the game
1: itself came out in what year 2000 well, the first game came out in 2002 the last game came out in 29 2020 uh so I, I and i will uh, give you one more hint princess and the frog has not appeared in any way shape or form in kingdom hearts hmm so yet that, <laughs> yet yes true yet it did not, it could. It, the first time it could have appeared would have been in Kingdom Hearts 3. It didn't make the cut.
2: Got it. Probably um, tangled. Well, I know that Jim Cummings is in uh, Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. So that makes one. So I would make a solid guess of
1: maybe five. Yes, the count. Actually, yes. Five. Woo. That will go. Like you said, Jim Cummings, who was Ray in this. Is the voice of Pete, Captain Justice, Captain Dark, Julius, Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, the Ch- and the Cheshire Cat. And Ed, the hyena. <laughs> Kevin Michael Richardson, who was Ian the Gator in this. Oh, that's right. He was Sebastian, Captain Gontu, and Blackguard A. Corey Burton, who played Mr. Harvey Finner, one of the uh, uh, real estate agents Yeah, yeah, in the yeah. movie he's the voice of so many people. He's the one who has the most voice credits in Kingdom Hearts, Captain Hook, the White Rabbit, the Doorknob, Yen Sid, Ansem, the Wise, Zeus, Dale, Claude Frollo, Magic Mare, Sark, Master Control Program, Diz, and Santa Claus. Fred Tatasciore was the huge man. That's how he's credited in this. <laughs> and uh, he was, of course, Kevin Flynn and Clue in, mm. uh, from the, Tron legacy level of Kingdom Hearts, right? And Mike Wingert voiced a character in this called Travis, who I have no idea who Travis Mm. is, but in Kingdom Hearts, he played Lord Cutler Beckett, huh? One the uh, one hitting on Kieran Knightley throughout that movie. Oh, the you know, the one that actually says to um, Captain Jack Sparrow. You're, without a doubt, the worst pirate I've ever heard of. Yes. But you have heard of okay. me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. That's what I got for Kingdom Hearts Connections. I got you. What we got in info and stuff? All right. So, info and stuff. Uh,
2: it has an IMDb of 7.1 out of 10. Available to watch in Disney Plus if you are subscribed to Disney Plus. The Blu-ray is fairly easy to get get a hold of.
1: Blu-ray DVD, yes. fairly. I don't fairly easy to get a hold. I don't of. think Princess and the Frog ever made it into the Disney Vault before. No, I don't think Disney Plus went away. Uh, started so. Yeah.
2: All right. So production obviously was Walt Disney Pictures and Walt Disney Animation Studios, distributed by, of course, Walt Disney Studios. Release date. Uh, curious, where do you think it was re- uh, first viewed? In two places, mind you, and two places of the same continent. On November twenty fifth, nineteen or two
1: thousand nine. I'm guessing New Orleans Square, both in Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Eh, that's where I would put it. Yeah, I would too. But my no. other guess, since this is where a lot of the uh, stuff now ends up over there, would be. Uh, uh, what is the name of that theater in in Hollywood? Um, it's not the Hollywood Theater, but it, I, I don't think it's Grauman's Chinese because I think that's technically a different theater. Uh, it's not called Grauman's anymore because no, the company owns it, right? I, which is the other reason I don't think it's that one. It, it's like the the Los Angeles Theater or something like that. I don't know where the other one is.
2: Well, you were close. It'd be like uh, the first one you got right uh, was in L- Los Angeles. It was in mm-hmm. Los Angeles, California. Close to Hollywood, close. Yeah. All right, the last one I gave a hint. It's the other side of a continent. I'm guessing then actually New Orleans. No,
1: New, uh, New York City. That makes no sense. <laughs> it should have either gone to the New Orleans Square in in both theme parks, right, or New Orleans. Notice how i say nolans cuz i've actually been to nolans i know how they say it <laughs> and plus and that's when, how they say it in this movie too yeah nolans <laughs> nolans right
2: and plus when your pastor and his wife just came from nolans <laughs> <laughs> and the, their last church so yeah it's nolans oh man all right so uh yes it was la it debuted in los angeles and in new york no, november 25th 2009 and in the United States, Sa- all over the United States, December 11th, two, uh, 2000, uh, 2009, box office. Uh, it's estimated budget was $105 million. Mm-hmm. It's opening weekend in Canada and United States was $786,000 on November 29th. 2009. Its as U.S. and Canada gross was 104.4 million dollars. Its worldwide gross was 267.267 $267 million dollars. With a lot of change, right? So, home release. The Princess of the Frog was released on in North America on DVD and Blu-ray on March 10th, 2010. The film was available on DVD, Blu-ray and Blu-ray combo pack editions. The combo included the DVD digital, digital copy and Blu-ray on film. The DVD edition has sold over one, 4.5 million copies and has made $71.8 million as of today, making it the ninth Best-selling DVD in 2010. As of 2019, the film has grossed uh, over 119 million dollars from home media release. The Princess of Frog was released on 4K Blu-ray on November 9th on November, 9th, November 5th, 2019. Sequel. Apparently, we are getting a TV series at some point. Mm-hmm. Apparently. So, on December 2020, great time to announce something there, Disney. Yeah. Announced a television spinoff called Tiana would be released on Disney Plus in 2023. Not there yet. It was also announced that uh, Akira Norosa, Rosa, I'm probably butchering your name, I apologize, uh, who voiced Tiana will be a prizing role for the series. On November 12th, 2021, Stella Megara Megha uh, announced uh, was announced as writer and director, making her first making her the first African American director to helm a Walt Disney Studios project. Walt Disney's uh, Animation Studios chief uh, chief creative officer. From everybody's favorite fr- movie Frozen, Jennifer Lee uh, contacted Megany off for the project, following the letter announced the pitch to the live-action remake of The Princess and the Frog.
1: Really? Well, that's at least had more time than Moana. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Let these movies breathe a little bit, people just a little bit you've got so many classic films you can touch on yeah where's my live action black cauldron oh that'd be epic yeah sure it does not have the the it within the public consciousness it does not have the staying power Mm -hmm. of some of these others but yeah exactly dude that's you could have something along the lines of lord of the rings disney yeah Easy. Just remake. That, that's the one I would actually take. I don't want necessarily Robin Hood because we've a no Robin Hood movie outside of the act. The original ever it does seems to do good anymore. Right. Or I don't know. The Aristocats does not seem like a good idea. You just already a had in Jungle it. Book. Yeah. And what I keep hearing, that was a good film. Yes, because hearing Christopher Walken attempt to sing <laughs> "Friend Like Me" or "Friend Like You," whatever the name of the mm-hmm. song is. Where he wants to, he wants uh, to be a human, like, like you, boy. This is not a good Christopher Walken impression. No, that's, it's not. It's the closest I can get. <laughs> I have a fever, and the only, uh, and the only cure is more cowbell. <laughs> this is a really bad Christopher Walken impression.
2: Yeah, a little bit. All right. So, anyways, moving forward, uh, the series will center on Tiana as she explores the city of Nolans. All right. New, Orleans New Orleans or New Orleans or New Orleans. Uh, The first look of Tiana. New Orleans. Yes, New Orleans. uh the You're look- really going to get really
1: pedantic. Anyway, moving on.
2: The first look of Tiana was revealed in 2021. With the series originally scheduled to be released in 2022 and was later changed to 2023 and eventually 2024.
1: Because it's stuck in development Hades. Exactly. The series was. Go, uh, Jennifer Lee. <laughs> no, I was going to say um, James Woods. James Woods. Since he's Hades, and that's where it stuck in development. <laughs> oh, just the joke. That was the joke. <laughs> so I my knew. brain went. James who? <laughs> James who? Does he like wood? Moving
2: on. <laughs> the series will uh will be among the first spin-off of disney of walt disney animated studio films to be produced by a studio by studio the studio itself rather than walt uh disney television animation animation stu- ma services will be provided by walt disney animated series uh, studios burbank and Vancouver, Vancouver. Thank you. Studios uh, with storyboards and pre-production also being held in Burbank Studios. So and yeah, they're doing something with Splash. What is it, Splash
1: Mountain? Splash Mountain is getting rethemed to mm-hmm. be more Princess and the Frog. Yes, themed since uh, Song of the South is actually, if we're being honest, considering that Splash Mountain was built in the nineties. If I'm remembering correctly. I think it was the it was the late, late late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, at a point when already "Song of the South" was considered Ill, a, a wrong was was considered a shame. It's still kind of weird that they based it off that movie.
2: Yeah, I agree. And just, it's, just putting that out there. Yeah, and plus, like Splash Mountain, I've never been to Disney World or Disneyland, but I keep hearing Splash got, Mountain was such I, a favorite.
1: It is a favorite. It's it's actually done very well. Yeah. When I was there, most of the animatronics were still working. Ah, so we're be like, yeah, so just <laughs> curious whenever they
2: get done revitalizing this into uh, uh, Tiana's place or whatever they're going to call it. I can't remember what it is, but um, yeah, so that that they're doing that. They're doing that in the, the Disney parks right now. So that is all I have for info and stuff.
1: That being said, I wouldn't mind if they somehow repurposed Zippity-Doo-Dah into this thing somehow because that's still just such a nice song. Mm. Anyway, getting into the summary. Set in the Roaring Twenties in Nolens, Tiana is completely devoted to opening her own restaurant, a dream she shared with her late father who died in World War One. She works two waitress jobs every day and night to earn money to make this dream a reality leaving her no time for a social life. Meanwhile, Naveen, the spoiled and arrogant prince of Maldonia, arrives in New where being financially cut off from his family fortune by his parents, he intends to marry the rich Southern belle, Charlotte LaBeouf, who is known to be Tiana's best friend. Her father, wealthy Eli Big Daddy LaBeouf, hosts a masquerade ball in Naveen's honor, for which Charlotte hires Tiana to make beignets offering her enough to buy a dilapidated mill to convert into her dream restaurant. Naveen and his valet Lawrence, however, encounter Dr. Facilier, a voodoo witch doctor, who tricks him into fortune reading. Then he transforms Naveen into a frog and gives Lawrence Naveen's appearance through a voodoo talisman containing Naveen's blood. Facilier intends to be intends for the disguised Lawrence to marry Charlotte, then to kill her father with a voodoo doll so he can gain the love fortune. At the ball, Tiana is told by the realtors, the Finner brothers, that she has been outbid for the mill. Despondent, Tiana wishes on the evening star for her dream to come true. She then meets Naveen in frog form, who, believing her to be a princess, asks for a kiss to break Facilier's spell. Tiana reluctantly accepts after Naveen promises to finance her restaurant. However... Tiana transforms into a frog because she is not a princess. The two are chased into a bayou where they meet a trumpet-playing alligator named Louis, who dreams of playing jazz. After informing Louis that they are actually humans under a voodoo spell, he tells them of Mama Odie, another voodoo practitioner who lives in the bayou, and they all go in search of her. They are guided to Mama Odie by a Cajun firefly named Ray, who is enamored with the evening star, believing it is a firefly named Evangeline as no one has the heart to tell him otherwise. During the journey, Tiana and Naveen fend off a group of hunters and begin developing feelings for each other, especially after the latter learns to be more responsible human being. Meanwhile, the Talisman disguising Lawrence as Naveen needs more of Naveen's blood, or Lawrence will return to his normal appearance. Discovering Naveen has escaped, Facilier asks his friends on the other side, a legion of voodoo spirits, to help retrieve him, offering them the souls of the people of Nalans in exchange and they grant him an army of shadow demons to do his bidding. The demons discover Tiana and her group in the bayou, although they are rescued by Mama Odie. Mama Odie tells Naveen the spell can be broken with a princess's kiss, like they didn't already figure that part out. Mm-hmm. They realize that as Big Daddy has been crowned Mardi Gras King, Charlotte will be a princess until midnight. The king hitches a ride on a paddle steamer back to New Orleans, during which Naveen tells Ray about his love for Tiana and plans to propose marriage to her. Though, although after talking to her, he selflessly decides against it, since transforming him and Tiana into humans and financing Tiana's restaurant is contingent on him kissing and marrying Charlotte. Which is not what Mama Odie actually said. Mm-hmm. The shadow demons find and capture Naveen and bring him to, to Facilier, who uses his blood to replenish the talisman. After hearing from Ray how Naveen feels about her, Tiana heads to the Mardi Gras parade to find him, only to see Lawrence masquerading as Naveen, marrying Charlotte. Heartbroken and now believing she will forever be a frog, Tiana flees the scene. Rey rescues the real Naveen and steals the talisman, which he gives to Tiana before Facilier mortally wounds him. Facilier offers to make Tiana's dream come true in exchange for the talisman, realizing she would never. She would rather be with Naveen than she would be dishonoring her father by accepting. Tiana destroys it, uh, and with Facilier's plan foiled, the former voodoo spirits voodoo spirits accomplices drag him into their world for failing to pay back his debt. After Lawrence is exposed and arrested, Tiana reveals her love to Naveen and Charlotte, agrees to kiss Naveen so he and Tiana can be human, but the clock strikes midnight and the kiss fails. Ray dies shortly thereafter, and during his funeral, a new star appears next to Evangeline. Tiana and Naveen are married by Mama Odie, and since doing so makes Tiana a princess, both all restored to human form after their kiss. They later returned to New Orleans to legally marry and open their restaurant together with Lewis playing in the band. Getting into the trivia for this episode. This is Walt Disney Animation Studios' first musical film mm-hmm. in which all of the voice actors do both the speaking and singing parts ah, since Beauty and the Beast. Really? Mm-hmm. Right at the beginning of the opening song down in New Orleans, you can see someone shaking a carpet out of, a win- out of their window. It is the same magic flying carpet in Aladdin, which was also directed by Ron Clements and John Musker. The animation style was influenced primarily by Lady and the Tramp for the city scenes and Bambi for the bayou scenes. These films were, in the director's opinions, the peak of animation in the classic Disney animation style. The prologue takes place in November of 1912, as indicated by the newspaper with the headline, Wilson Elected, Hmm. referring to President Woodrow Wilson. Being, well, read, being read by a streetcar passenger. The star Ray calls Evangeline is in fact the planet Venus mm. named for the Roman goddess of love. Yes. When Lewis, the alligator is singing about becoming a human being, he mentions Louis Armstrong and at the same time, pulls some Spanish moss from a tree and wipes the left side of his mouth. In his later life, Louis Armstrong, suffered damage to his lips from years of blowing high notes on his horn. Hmm. This caused the left side of his mouth to dribble saliva. Armstrong kept a handkerchief in his left hand and frequently wiped his mouth. Oh. One of the more subtle Louisiana references is the name of Ray's love, Evangeline. Mm-hmm. The name refers to the poem Evangeline, a Tale of a by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Hmm. about an Acadian girl's search for her lost love. The poem is held dear by Louisiana descendants of the Acadians, the Cajuns, hmm. people of French descent who were forcibly relocated during a Canadian war in the mid-1700s from Nova Scotia and New Brunswick, a.k.a. Acadia, oh. to Louisiana, often being pre- permanently separated from their families in the process. When the film, While the film takes place in the mid-1920s, the time when prohibition was still enforced until <laughs> 1933. Oh, gala the zeros. Alcohol is seen being served in Tiana's restaurant. Yes. On the riverboat and at the LaBeouf's Masquerade Ball. Prohibition was wildly ignored in the U.S., apparently, generally and particularly in New Orleans. And this is not very surprising. Nope. Dr. Facilier looks very similar to the voodoo god of magic ancestor worship, and death, Baron Samedi. Baron Samedi is often described as being very thin, wearing a top hat and tuxedo, and having a skull face. When Dr. Facilier casts his spell on the prince, you can see a skull appear on his face, solidifying the connection. And I will say, he looks very similar to the uh, the voodoo guy from uh, Live and Let Die when he yes, shows up in that film. he does. I can't remember, it, it, like Mr. September, is that what it was, his name was in that film? Anyway, it doesn't matter. I, I don't remember. The Mama Odie character was inspired and patterned after the late famed New Orleans storyteller, Colleen Ah, huh. even down to the character's voice. Hmm. Colleen consulted with the director several times, but never lived to see the completed movie. Hmm. Her name is mentioned in the film credits. Uh, Mama uh, Colleen was known especially for telling the old Southern children's story. I'm definitely going to say this wrong. Epaminondas and his auntie. Hmm. And her own updated version entitled Epossimondas. I apologize if I... Sorry, Epossimondas. The E would not be there. So probably it's just Paminondas in the first one. Anyway, Mm -hmm. Mama Odie can even be heard saying a famous line from those stories. You ain't got the sense he was born with. Colina passed away on September 16th, 2008 at the age of 79. Uh-huh. And uh, Randy Newman, the film's composer mm-hmm. also provides the voice for a minor character in the film. Really? Cousin Randy. Cousin Randy. Mean- I'm guessing he's one of the uh, hunters. Oh, okay. Yeah, Okay. They're not in the film very long. No, they're not. Oh, uh, Jacob, what's your first like for this film? My
2: first like would be Dr. Facilier. Okay. Am I am I pronouncing that right? I,
1: th- I think it's Facilier, but uh, you're close Yeah, Facilier. That. You can just say the Shadow Man if you want. Yeah. That's who everybody else
2: calls. That's him. true. The Shadow Man, Dr. Facilier, uh Keith Green. <laughs> the 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 voice it's Not I- Keith Green. He's that's a country that's a Christian no, music I'm, singer. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Wrong, wrong Keith. <laughs> My apologies. I think you meant uh, Keith David. Yeah, Keith David. That's what I'm going to say. Keith David. My apologies. Keith David. Be like, oh my gosh. Be like, I first time I watched this film and heard Keith David's voice as you know the you know the 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 voodoo doctor. Or now I'm going to butcher everything. I apologize.
0: <laughs>
2: Sorry, Doctor Facil- Facilier? Facilier. 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 It's Do- French. Yes. Yeah, Dr. Facilier, I love his character design. Uh, David Keith as the character, his amazing gravitas of a voice, you know, pulls you into the character and like his sly and be like he he's always conniving and trying to, you know, pull tricks on people because he's his his ultimate goal is to become rich and powerful. And he, you know, he literally sells his soul to the voodoo uh, quote-unquote, quote-unquote, in quotes, voodoo gods. Spirits. 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 They never claim to be gods. No, they never claim to be gods, but, you know, they're they're spirits. They're demons, people. I mean...
1: I believe you are correct. I suspect the people who actually do practice voodoo worship would pref- don't really think that way probably Something i was reading uh because i was just doing some because i was curious because yeah used words i thought were hawaiian in origin to describe some of these in some, yeah. some places but apparently the voodoo religion does not use uh does not have hell hmm. or demons of that nature so it's just the spirit realm the spirit realm or either hey, dealing with good spirits since called, or since he's called the shadow man, he got dragged off to the shadow realm. <laughs> Spoiler alert. This is connected to Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh my gosh.
2: Yeah. So the American um, dub anyway, the American dub. So, oh my gosh. Uh, David Keith as, the the shadow man, Dr. Persillier, just be like, Oh my gosh, every scene he's in, he's chewing up. And definitely when it gets into his songs, Oh my word. I love this performance. I love the character design. It just, it pops. It stands out. It's a very tall, slender character. Like he stands out like a sore thumb, but he blends in the shadows so well because he's a shadow man. He's a he's a, he's a voodoo witch doctor, and just like the, the the his whole aura of a character, I really really enjoy. And it, it was it was very satisfying when he he gets his upcomings. Of am I saying that right upcomings? Uh-huh.
1: His this, demise. I know it just desserts is the third. Just desserts. Better, yeah, but, I can't think of the actual words you just trying to
2: say. Right. You know, his just desserts. Be like his he gets dragged into the shadow realm, Mr. Setter said it is like a go. um but yeah, I, I love the character design, love the characters. His progression as a character, what he's trying to do, his motivations. Uh, he's trying to take over. No, he's trying to take over New Orleans, a uh, New Orleans, and it's just it is a fun character to follow. And I guarantee he will be the art for this this episode. I guarantee it. So yeah, my first doctor is the my first like is the uh, the vo- I want to call not Voodoo King. But the shadow man, the shadow man. Thank you. The shadow man. I'm just getting words all mixed up today. <laughs> Either way. What's so, your number
1: one? Uh, before I get into that, I just was looking up uh who this character, the character we were talking about from "Love and let die. Yeah. That was actually Baron Samedi. based oh. off of the voodoo guy. I gotcha. He, he's a voodoo. I said the voodoo guy. He's not a god. the name of one of the spirits in the Voodoo religion. Is based oh, off. Of I gotcha. Either way, either way, either way. My first like for this film. This film pl- uh, lays out its rules and then plays by them. It does. You're going to disagree to some degree, I think. In some degree, yes. So from the beginning, we know, even though they have to, this has to be retold to uh, the two. Yes. That. What will change him back is kissing a princess, right? Does Dr. Priscilla say that he does not say that the mm-hmm. assumption actually comes from the fact of the book, the fact that the book, cause the, cause the, the book telling the, of uh, the, the frog prince is yeah. there. They, I, I, in my mind, I guess they're thinking, well, can't hurt to try. Right. And admittedly, it was a good thought because apparently, if she Tiana had been a princess at that point, it would have counted. Possibly, yeah. Is well, I mean, it was enough t- to have it backfire. So, yeah, that's true. There is that, uh, and the prince didn't make the assumption that she was a princess. <laughs> well, admittedly, she looked like a princess. I agree. We'll get more onto that in a minute because yes. actually, there's some things about that I like. Um, but of course, we get to mama odie's and she confirms yes you do need to kiss a princess to reverse the spell Mm -hmm. but she but uh what mama odie says is that uh i know what you want Mm -hmm. i'm gonna tell you what you need yeah because what he wants Mm -hmm. is essentially to be where he was before his parents cut him off from the money yeah he wants the freedom from all that that's what he wants yeah But that's not what he needs. That's what Dr. Facilier tricked him with. Yes. Because he even says, you want freedom.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: You're hopping to get away. Yes. And the only thing that will allow that to happen is some green. Mm -hmm. Now, the way he tricks them is like, he does say, "Ah, I'm going to get you hopping. I'm going to make you green. Not in the way you think. (laughs) You're not getting money. You're not getting uh, really freedom. You're getting turned into a frog. Yeah. So... And I'm gonna use you so do to get to make so my money. I did not lie. No, he didn't. He just uh it, he just constructed the truth in a matter more to what he wanted yeah. to hear. From a certain, From point, a certain of, point of, point of view. view. Uh and so Mama Odie says, I know what you want. Here's what you need. You need if you if you really want to get things to return to the way they were. Mm-hmm you need to change something about yourself that she doesn't tell him this directly. Right. This is what we're supposed to imply. Right. And you, you learn some self-control. You need to actually maybe, you know, learn some actually have some love. She kind of says right. this in her song. Yeah. Agreed. She, and she's also pointing him towards Tiana. Right. In that moment. And you can see, it's like, Oh, I get what you want you're saying. But unfortunately that can't happen for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And then she talks to Tiana and says, okay, here's what you need. And you want you want to return back so you can get back yeah. and you know make this restaurant. Yeah. You got the hard work. That's not a problem. Mm-hmm. You need to loosen up a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Basically a, agreed. Basically, that's what she, agreed. she needed to loosen up because she had no social life. She had she couldn't have one because how how much hard hard she was working. Yeah. To, she was so to exhausted to it. Yeah. And she was a hard worker, so she had no social. She barely had time to sleep. Yeah. In the beginning of the movie, we could tell she hadn't slept. the true. So. Um, all she needed was, you know, to kind of loosen up a little and, and, you know, kind of not be so wound tight, Mm -hmm. I guess is the easiest way I could put that. And in both cases, what gives them both those things they need is love, Mm -hmm. falling in love with each other, but they immediately can't do that, even though they kind of think, oh, this is what we need to do, but we can't do that because different reasons. Yeah. And she says, well, if that's how it's going to go, here's what you know, a princess will definitely do it. And by all technical accounts, your friend Charlotte is a princess right now, so you have until midnight. Yeah. Get going.
2: That's where that point came from. It was like, yeah.
1: until midnight. Okay. I didn't, until midnight. I, I, I didn't catch that part. Yeah. You have until midnight. Yeah. So they get back there and because Charlotte will not shut up, <laughs> the clock goes over and yeah she's no longer a princess, so can't turn Naveen or Tiana back. Mm-hmm. So this is the part where it's starts to get into a little bit of my dislikes. Okay. So I'm going to skip over this little bump. Okay. To, get to the end. Bump. It's a bump. <laughs> yeah. It's a bump. Uh, skip over this bump. Cause we'll come back to it later on. Mm. The fact that and I'll admit this. I didn't catch this going into it, but when I when they explained it, it made perfect sense. When they're married, she's technically a princess, which means the kiss, their first kiss is husband and wife. That's why it's able to transform back because at that moment, she's a princess, so the spell works. Agreed to it's, an extent, yeah. It's, it's a legalistic, technically correct right. point of view. And admittedly, I would love to know how the magic in this works. But yeah, the thing agreed. is, it, that makes more sense than charlotte's a princess until midnight that's true and i didn't have a problem with that explanation earlier in the film so how can i have a problem with this one mm-hmm. so i mean it, wor- it, it, it even when it's stretching its rules a bit it still plays yeah. by those stretched rules yeah. later on in the film and i appreciate that because not every film will do that right. a part of me wants to cry plot convenience for some of that Yeah, agreed. i'm sure you understand Yes. except none of this feels like they shoved it in at the last minute. This feels like they set it up slowly because they did set this oh, up. I agree. Yeah. Slowly over the course of the whole movie. And it's not that like, it feels like, Oh, we shoved this in here to make sure this would clear here. Yeah. tried trying to hide us trying to set in this so we could get our happy ending. No, this was like part of like the original thought process is yeah. what it feels like. Yeah. Like this is part of their story. And to double check this, mm-hmm. Since this was based on a book besides the frog prince, mm-hmm. I did a reading. On, I, I did not read the whole book. I just read the Wikipedia article oh, okay. on the frog princess. Cliff notes. The summary. Yeah. <laughs> and basically the same thing happens. Really? Yeah. Basically. It's a little more complicated than that because it is an entirely different story. But if you're looking at major plot points. Yeah she gets turned into a a frog because she kisses the prince Mm -hmm. and she's not a princess. And later on at the very end, after they're quote unquote married, they kiss. And because now she's a princess, they turn back into humans. Mm -hmm. So it's not like they came at it. Like, at the last minute, it's like, oh, we need this super technical reason why they can turn back to being humans and everyone can get their right. happy ending. Yes. It's not like that was the intent. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's not how it was used. Right. But it's not the original intent. Uh, it's just... And besides, it wasn't a purely happy ending, but we'll get there. Uh, it just this was th- that at least that plot point of how they would turn back to being human at the end was thought out from the from the mm-hmm. conceptualization process not shoved in because it's like oh we can't have this movie end on a sad note right even though they really felt like they were heading that way in a n- number of times but we'll get there in a minute which I mean, like in 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 a in a
2: good way not in a good way i, I would say if they would have gone with if they would have gone with the simple explanation that, like the the, never mind. I'm gonna I'll, I'll, yeah. that's going into my
1: dislikes right for a minute. But all, all I'm stating is if they and this is my I will let you have your entire time. Yeah, dislike section because I understand where you're coming from and we've talked in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they had left out any of those moments where they explained, like why, like, like if it had just come up to. Oh, they kiss at the end because now she's a princess. It works, and they had no setup before that point. At that yeah. point, I'd be right there with you. That yeah. would definitely be full-on plot convenience. Yeah, but they set it up like over the course of the whole movie. Like, yeah, yeah this is the rule. We even bring in the frog princess and yeah. frog prince early on to set. Yeah, here's how this works: prince kiss a princess kisses a frog. The frog turns into a prince. Yeah, so it makes sense at the end. A princess was now actually a princess yeah kissed a frog and he turned into a handsome prince and then she turned into a beautiful princess right it works it's it, it was it was thought out it was not thrown in at the last minute yeah uh which is what the way you described it when we had talked in the past i thought was going to happen yeah but besides the point uh yeah that's my first like is that it sets up its rules and then plays by them okay I I agree with you to a slight consent, but we'll get there. my. We'll get there when we get there. Exactly. I knew this was going to be a point. Exactly.
2: What's your second like? My second like would be the return to classic animation. Yes. Because there again, for an expand for about 10 years, roughly about 10 years,
1: Disney went with the 3D CG animated. They officially announced with home on the range that they were leaving 2D 2D animation with no thought of ever coming back to it. And Because of John Lasseter, we Mm -hmm. got at least two more movies in that classic style. Exactly. And they have not said they will never go back to this. It's just depending on what the director in charge of the project wants to do. Exactly. So
2: I love this return to classic animation. It's hand-drawn. And also this was one of the last projects besides Tangled that uh, Glenn Keane worked on. Mm -hmm. Because he worked on Mama Odie. Yeah, remember correctly. He walked walked on Mama Odi for this film. And um there again, if anybody who's watched this, you know, listened to us or watched this for a while, be like how much I love Glenn Glenn Keen's direct how he works, his animation style, and uh how he kind of he 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 puts his faith into everything he does, which I really appreciate. Uh but just this return to classic animation, and you you can t- you can see the love the, through the the pencil strokes and the ink strokes, or well, correction, the ink strokes would be digital, but uh, you can see the passion and how they drew it and the the uh, the, oh, the, sure the, the classic just... pull and stretch. Um, You know, because if I remember correctly, I watched uh, one of these small documentaries over it where they had to go back and actually had to train people how to do classic animation to do this film. Yeah. And which was like, wow, okay, because they had done classic animation in about 10 years at that point, roughly about eight to nine years.
1: And it's been about that long since they've done it since then. Exactly. So Winnie the Pooh, I think, was 2013 Something like that, which was the last one, so that would have been 2000, yeah, about
2: 2012, 2013. Somewhere in there, but uh, I still
1: haven't watched that one, yeah, me either. I i heard it wasn't that good, and yet I've since then heard it's good, yeah. I don't know. Well, that's
2: there, there again, be like, there, there have been many, many, many opinions, opinions, and also many, many different Winnie the Pooh movies, so I might be getting one confused with the other, but uh. Again, the animation in this movie is solid because it's a a, tour of force of classic animation, Disney style, and the classic pull and stretch, the classic, uh, like everything that you loved about classic animation is in this film. Uh, Obviously, they're using modern technology to bring everything to life except for the pencils
1: and I'm I, sure they use the pencil tool and the, and the pen tool and the animation software of it course. probably used it probably drew on like whack Wacom tablet. No, with a pen. no, they didn't. Some sort of uh digital way of doing that uh, of uh, capturing brush strokes. Oh, I agree. But they, uh, I said Wacom cause that's the one I know. Yeah. It's the brand. I know.
2: Yeah. W- Wacom is was one of the, one of the ones they used.
1: Mm-hmm. but like for yeah, the, I know the software I think was Toon boom. Hmm. Tomb Boom, yeah, hmm. that's the name of it. Okay, it's better than Flash. It True, say much.
2: <laughs> True, but uh like you know, classically hand drawn, pencil to paper. Be like they probably used it and use the Wacon to animate 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 this in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but the the cream of stones is that it's classically animated. It's not. It's not using CG rendering. It's not be like now. Granted, be like everything. Be like you have character designs and the whole bit for the most part more traditionally done, but be like with how they did with this film, and they represented the old, the old guard of animation is done so well. When you're talking to main characters, or background characters, or backgrounds themselves. It's done beautifully with classic animation. So yeah, that's my second like.
1: My second like is the friendship between Charlotte and Tiana. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I need to admit that this that what that one of the things I talked about in the in the spoiler free section where mm-hmm. I assumed a lot of things about this film. Oh, yeah. The main thing I assumed is that with a primarily black cast and a Mm. black and a uh, black focus and the fact that it was painfully obvious from the trailers that Charlotte and her family were rich Mm -hmm. and Tiana and her family were poor. Mm -hmm. I was heavily expecting a very preachy uh, uh, storyline about racism. Yeah. I am happy to say that's not what occurs. No, 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 no. Be like this. This. And, yeah, and the full proof of that is the fact that Charlotte and Tiana are not just friends; they are best friends. Yes. Yes. It doesn't matter. They're from two different sides. I don't want to say the river because that's not that. That's probably not the way that works. Right. Uh, from they're from two different sides of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. One is rich and is in love with princesses. Or princes? Well, she wants a prince, and she wants, because she mm. wants to be a princess. That's right, that's right. And and the other is, uh, you know, a poor black child on the, from the other side of the, you know. Yeah. And just wants to open a restaurant like her daddy, because she's uh, like just like her daddy does, mm-hmm. and she's actually very good cook. Yeah. So, and the only reason I can imagine these two ever met at all from the way this is described is because um, Big Daddy knew that Eudora was the best seamstress in town. Mm-hmm. Wanted to have the best princess dresses for his little daughter and probably some other clothes. Probably. Being honest. Yeah. And she brought Tiana with her. And they met and they talked and they became good fast friends. And I would assume the family is actually good friends. Yeah. Even though this is not a very friendly time. No. In history between the the two ethnicities. Yes, I agreed. And I was afraid. Well, what I was afraid was going to happen was that yeah, I, since I knew about the scene when they were children, mm-hmm. I assumed that she was actually that that uh. Charlotte was going to be a villain. Mm. She was going to be some stuck up, rich snobby girl. And who just pushes Tiana around, Pushes Tiana around somehow, uh, maybe Lawrence fell in love with her and is now doing everything he can in order to marry, but she will only marry a prince, a.k.a. A- a- prince Devine, mm-hmm. who he hates, which is very obvious even at the beginning of the film before yeah. he gets the idea. He's not a big fan of his charge. Mm-hmm. Um, I was expecting that to be the case to where, and maybe even uh, Big Daddy was even going to be uh, involved in this on some case. And then, of course, uh, Dr. Facilier, will, while involved, would trick them into doing all this stuff and then would backstab them by the end of the film. And then maybe there would be forgiveness at the end. I don't know. Yeah, This was my thought process at the time. Which was, and I'll admit, I this you. is part of the reason I stayed away from this film because I was convinced it was going to get preachy. Okay, Fair. And that's not what happens. They're not, she's not a villain at all. No, she's, she's not. She does get, you know, pulled into the plot because ironically, she's the one that's got to be married in order for everything for the villains plan to work. Agreed. But, uh, the best example I can give of, of their friendship and, and, and really what cemented the fact that, Oh, there's no way on earth that she's going to be a villain by the end of this. Yeah. Movie. Cause I was so convinced for, like, the beginning of this film, this was how this was going to go. Yeah. When uh, Tiana gets... Was it was it mud that she got sprayed all over her at the party? Uh, she got dirty somehow. Yeah, she and, got, and her costume and, got messed up. Yeah, so she had to change. So she had to change. Well, Charlotte, who was very Prince crazy at the time, especially mm-hmm. since the Naveem facsimile mm-hmm. was at the party, yeah, would have been... I I would have half. She she should have been at that point uh, if this was going to go the other way. So crazy. She's like, oh, you can have one of my dresses. They're upstairs, and then just leave it be. Yeah, but no, she took took her. She took her her upstairs. Gets her probably one of her best dresses. Helps her get set up. Which I don't know how long it takes to get into one of those things. Yeah, I suspect it's not a short amount of time. Yeah, and yet she leaves her up there because. you Know she's uh she knows Sian is feeling melancholy because mm-hmm. she just learned you know she's not getting the building that she mm-hmm. put the money down for, yeah. Um, and plus, this we need to have an excuse for them to kiss later on mm-hmm. for, her, for uh, Davim and her to, to kiss. There we go. But um, she doesn't just run down as soon as she gets her there, she's like, no, she just helps her, gets her everything. It was like, these are not just friends, these are not just best friends, these are girlfriends, yeah. These are bosom buddies that are not going to get separated anytime soon. And the fact that, and and it occurred to me after that. Oh yeah. The fact that she paid probably far more for those beignets than they were worth. Oh yeah. Because she knew, Oh, this not only will this get me what I want Mm -hmm. and it'd be a great plan. This will finally get her the money Mm -hmm. for her restaurant. So she can, you know, not be working so hard. And this way I'm not embarrassing her. By yeah. like giving her a ton of money. Yeah. Because I'm sure the money situation is a point of contention between them. Yeah. It would be it'd be a point of awkwardness anyway. Probably. So she came up with a brilliant way to help her friend yeah. and get something that she needed without causing an awkward situation or causing embarrassment on either side. Charlotte, as airheaded and and spoiled brat as she yes. is, because she is. Yeah, agreed. She's probably like the best character in this film. I would agree with you in terms of best supporting character in this film. And I was not expecting that going into this. Yeah. So it's like, wow. I love that this friendship exists because it has no reason to. Yeah. But it does. And it's like, this makes me just so happy. Mm -hmm. So yeah. The friendship between uh, Charlotte and
2: Tiana. Yeah. I would agree. Like their, their dynamic as characters are done very well. It's, but like you, you have, they, they are two, not, Polar opposite characters, no. obviously. They they come from different side, different sides of the uh, the city, but they come together in a mutual friendship. A you know, as you know, as sisters, yeah, you know, as best friends or girlfriends, that they're there for each other and be like, it doesn't matter what their skin tone is. It's about who they are, yeah. Be it their friendship, their bond with each other, with you know, like you said, with the example that Charlotte be like realizes that her friend is in a melancholy state. Her costume is ruined, mm-hmm. and she takes her time because she cares for um, yeah. Tiana to go up to her room and give her a
1: second pair of clothing, mm-hmm. and to I, just which just, is a nice little throwback to Cinderella's dress. I have to say that, that, that version she uh, that dress she's wearing in that Ag- shot. Agreed, and uh, especially since. Uh, uh Charlotte is dressed as Aurora basically. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So uh, my my
2: one little thing is like you have the the um the size difference between the two characters. Be like you have Charlotte and then you have Tiana who are, you know, different body types. Yeah. So I'm thinking like okay, did she just buy she did she get this did Tiana's mother make this dress for uh, uh, I, ha, charlotte I, right and it just it, it, and it was didn't like, fit it didn't fit so it doesn't
1: fit, so, fit tiana yeah I made tiana so yeah. I, I guess i guess it would be more of a be like this is a gift to my friend i get that yeah i'm thinking more of you need a costume all these things were made for me this one happens to have a little more oomph, maybe from when i she was more uh Robust, maybe from Mm -hmm. too many beignets. I'm guessing. I don't know, because there is a because Tiana is bigger than than Charlotte is, Uh, not by much, but a little bit. Not by much, and I suspect it's like okay, this one's a little bit bigger. It kind of fits yet. We'll just pin this up and worry about it later. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just don't do anything crazy so the pins, so the pins, you know, or become a frog. Yeah, don't become a frog either. I can't. Yeah, dress won't fit you then. No.
2: No, 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 no. It gets slimy in the whole bit. But it's mucus. Whatever. It's not slime. It's (laughs) mucus. (laughs) They made that
1: very clear.
2: No. (laughs) No, but really, I I absolutely love this character dynamic of these two characters. They they have this very kindred relationship with each other. They're best friends. Mm -hmm. They're girlfriends, and they do everything for each other. And it's not it's not about race or anything like that. And for me, like. Watching this movie, be like the 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 fear would be now that if they were to bring this into a live action movie,
1: they would bring in all kinds of stuff that. Especially like the, since there has been at least a ramp up in kind of racist tendencies in the last ten years. Agreed,
2: agreed. But I'd be like, I'm I'm very grateful that be like if if they ever, I'm I'm pretty sure they will do a Princess and the Frog live action remake at some point. I'm just I'm hoping they keep with what they did with this story. Yes. And make it as wholesome and don't you don't have to bring in race about it. Um but you like, don't have to preach. Yeah, you don't have to be preaching about the, it. Their
1: friendship alone is preaching enough. Yeah, exactly
2: because it's it's not about your skin tone it's not about like who you're from where you're from be like you can be friends with you know mm-hmm. the 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 uh, the the most richest person in the world and you're just your your bond is over you know your like of stuff and your your friendship that's it so that's what i love about their dynamic so going into my third like yes my third like is another relationship is between uh Prince Naveen and Tiana So we we get this very spoiled, uh, entitled brat of a prince who just wants to live the good life and has, like, everything he's ever wanted. And he's, you know, put between a rock and a hard place that he has to either marry Catherine, not Catherine, Charlotte, Charlotte, sorry, Charlotte has to marry Charlotte in order to have wealth again, because his parents can cut him off. If he doesn't, he has to get a job. That's all he doesn't want to do. And so you have Tiana, on the other hand is probably one of the hardest working Disney princess there is. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that. Let's be honest. And, um, and doesn't, doesn't know how to be fun because she's trying to build towards her dream And uh, she doesn't know how to cut loose because she's so focused on what she's doing, and which you know that's a good thing. But at the same time, she didn't. She needs to learn how to live a life, or or at least learn to live outside of her dream. So you have these two characters; they are put, you know, they are um, their their fates collide. Their fates collide, and the misunderstanding between what's going on with each other that they are both now frogs and they have to diverse the uh the swamps and nolans to get to mama odie what's in there yeah it's mama, Ma- odie. mama Odie and they get to her place in order to find out how to do you get the things right get things done. And Mama Odie does bring up a really good point because you have these two characters. They have um uh, goals of their own and that's what they want want but it's not what they need need Mm -hmm. so be like and so you over the course of the film be like these two characters now grant i i don't necessarily because this this happens over what a night one night two days two days maybe i think it's two days It might be two days, but uh, it's three days at most. Yeah. It it seems like to me, it seemed like it was one night. It could be two, but it it seemed like it was just one night, but then that doesn't make any sense because you have another night where they're, but either or it's a two night, it's a two night thing where two characters start to fall in love with each other. Now, do I believe in the idea of two care, two people who can fall in love with first sight? Now, as a guy, I don't think that I know, Some, some, uh, most ladies believe that I necessarily don't believe that, but, um, for, for a guy who's now like fallen deeply in love with a woman, be like, I, I can get that, but maybe not in one night, but, um, but, um, I, I love the characters dynamic to where they start to, you know, loosen up around each other. They're trying to, you know, get to know each other as people or as frogs. And uh, I, I love their dynamic as characters because they're both, again, kind of like Charlotte and mm-hmm. Tiana. They're coming from two different worlds and they're they're lear- they're learning to learn from each other. It's be like Tiana's trying to teach him how to do things where he doesn't know how to do things. And so he becomes self-sufficient as a as a, as a man. And it's this 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 bonding over trying to learn how to do new things. And it uh, kind of makes uh, Prince Naveen just a, a better person who, who he was before and be like they, they learn to grow as characters mm-hmm. And I, I really, really, really enjoy that as you know because you always need character growth. And some some lot I'm not referring to Disney films because they always have great character growth. In other films, you hardly see character growth in some films. and it's nice to see that in animated form. So, yeah, the relationship between Prince Naveen and Tiana is done very well. What is your
1: third like? My third like, I'm going to bounce off of one you already said. Okay. But mostly it's, part part of it is Dr. Facilier, Mm -hmm. but mostly it's his villain song. Oh, yeah. I got friends on the The other side. He's got friends on the other side. This is a special thing we have down here in New Orleans. (laughs) (laughs) No, nothing to worry about there. Yeah, yeah, nothing to worry about. No, of course not. He's just voodoo and voodoo is like, so, not exactly something you should be playing around with under the best of circumstances. Exactly. But, I mean, his character is so much fun oh, uh, yeah. in this, mm. in the way he moves, but it's shown perfectly in that sequence. Yeah. During this whole sequence, uh, if you watch when he walks in front of the, uh, the shadow, the shadow is on the wall there where oh, the floral yeah. pattern is, the squirrel pattern turns into skulls. Oh, yeah. Which is like, huh? <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> yes, exactly. And it's it's not thrown in your face. It's not look at this cool animation technique we just threw in here isn't it amazing it's like look it skulls <laughs> did you catch that you didn't oh well it's fine it not matter we're just adding some uh nastiness mm-hmm. to the scene to the ambiance of the scene yes and i'm like ooh, i'm i'm like this because you could just tell this is a even but they, they let this guy be a villain before they explained his entire motive. Mm-hmm. We don't even know why he's doing any of this until mm-hmm. halfway through the film. When they, when he realizes, oh, Prince Zavim has gone. I we, we I gotta send my friends out. Uh, hey guys, I know I owe you a lot of stuff, <laughs> uh, but if you uh, you help me out one more time, I'll give you all the souls of New Orleans mm-hmm. I I'm going. That's a mighty big uh, uh, bluff, if we're yeah. being honest, because even if you your plan goes to fruition and you get Lawrence and her married and then you kill uh, Big Daddy and he gets all the riches, mm-hmm. even if all that happens... It's going to take a lot more positioning to actually get you to be the uh, king of New Orleans as you're pretending uh, you're to be the king of New Orleans, if that's what you're going for. Mm-hmm. So, and even then, how do you give other people's souls to the voodoo gods? How does that work? It's a little bit of a guess, but it's like, okay, you're just going to sacrifice all of New Orleans into a post-apocalyptic voodoo hexcape mm-hmm. uh, just so you can be in charge of it. It's like okay, but still, you're it's it's so cool watching him move during that whole sequence. The animation and that, mm-hmm. so that, the fact that the the evil green magic, Disney, uh, the Disney's evil green magic that they use in like everything in here is represented by the potion, mm-hmm. and, and it's just swirling around and everything. The the movements on on I, I keep thinking of them as tiki masks, yeah. but they're not tiki masks. No, they're not they're tiki moving, mas- masks. masks, yes. I guess. Um, and the other little dolls throughout the thing as it's as they as it's going. Dum, 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 dum. It's like, oh, wow. It's like you just I, I like it. I love how it's understated the beginning when he's still trying to lure them in. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you, you shook my hand. It's you know, you, you just agreed to this. Now we're going to go full darkness and you, you make sure you are very much aware this was not something you should have done buddy mm-hmm. uh, and to just go whole hog on it even Lawrence is looking going maybe this was not a good idea yeah uh, maybe, just maybe maybe just maybe Um, and it's like oh it's it, it the action the movement the whole thing it's like I, I my only problem with this is we get nothing of him really before that scene that's true he doesn't even speak until he is talking to the to Lawrence and and Prince Naveen, but he shows up in the background because I remember seeing him like in the opening song, mm-hmm. going, "Wow, you're, they're showing you off pretty early. Are you going to speak? No. Okay. Oh, look, you're here in the in the restaurant. Are you going to speak? No. no. Okay. <laughs> this is before I looked up and saw it was Keith David going, and now I'm thinking that's Travis that so you're not letting Keith David speak. <laughs> and then he finally gets to speak going into, going into his villain song. Yeah. That whole setup and going, okay, finally. Yeah. And the fact that that's actually Keith David singing, it's like, I didn't know you could speak. You can sing. That's awesome. And let's face it. There's a couple of those moments in there where it's like, he goes full Goliath. Oh yeah. <laughs> with his voice. Oh my like, gosh. Oh, yes. Yeah. You, if I had forgotten you were Goliath. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't forgotten now, uh, but I, I will admit there was a couple of months. I was like, I recognize this voice, but I don't know who it is. Mm. And then he says something and I go, Goliath. <laughs> <laughs> it's Goliath. <laughs> Marina Sardis isn't in this film. Is she? <laughs> Maybe that's his mother. Oh my God. Royalty on his other half. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm, sh- I'm sure I'm uh, um, sure I was going to say evil records. I was like, evil Jonathan Frakes is hanging around here somewhere too. Uh, uh, but yeah, yeah this yeah. is like that whole sequence was like, you know, I don't even know what's happening right now. Yeah. I don't care what's happening right now. Other than I'm glad I'm not you. Naveen. <laughs> it's just all going like to sucker. It's all going to Hades in a handbasket. Uh yeah. Good job there, Naveem. You made a that, that'll teach you to just uh do do things without thinking about it, won't it? Mm-hmm. Not for a while, but still. True. So yeah, that whole sequence of Friends on the Other Side. It's a great villain song. Oh yeah. It's a great animated sequence. It's really the first time I felt this movie showed off. Because even though there's everything else before this was just very subtle, understood, it could have been a play for what we were saying. Yeah. But then it's like, okay, now we're getting into the voodoo magic. Let's have some fun. Yeah. With what we're doing. So, yeah. Cool. Friends on the other side.
2: Yes. Amazing song. Uh, I probably need to, you know, find that on Apple Music and...
1: Listen to it more because that's a fun song. So we there uh, it's not the best Disney villains. No, it's not. But it's it's a good one. Yeah, no, I was, I would want to sing along to this
2: one in the car. I'll put it that way. Yeah. I would say probably Dr. Facilier is probably he's not one of the best Disney villains we've ever had. But I've got some issues when we get to dislikes. Okay. But he but like he's he's in there. He's in there is probably yeah. one of the best. All right, so dislikes. So, I know you got the big one. I'm letting you have the floor. Well, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hit with the big one first. I'm gonna hit with the little small ones first, and then I'll, I'll,
1: I'll bring the hammer. <laughs> okay, so we're we're doing like we did with uh, Nathan for, uh, Annie.
2: yeah, in a, in a way. Now, granted, be like my viewpoint on the situation has softened a little bit, but it's still There's there. Still issues. There's still issues. I will admit there are issues with the ending of this. Song. Yes, there is, but. Uh, my first dislike is the stupid, uh, frog, uh, hunters scene, the frog hunters, the frog hunters. It is such a pointless scene. I understand be like, Oh, we've got to put Tiana and Prince Naveen in peril situation, but we have to make them really, really stupid frog hunters, you know, froggers as they would call them but it's just I mean, like i understand they got some really good talent to do the voices and the whole bit but the scene is complete to me it's completely pointless it just drags the the um, drags the it's, story out a little it's of, filler it's filler that's all it is and be like you you're you're clipping along this really really good beat it's kind of like in uh, Frozen 1 where you get this really, really good, you know, like flow of the characters. Then all of a sudden you get introduced to Olaf and the story stops <laughs> to tell his little story. And it's like, great. <laughs> this in a way is similar because you meet these three characters who are only in this one scene for about f- four, maybe like four or five minutes, maybe. Mm-hmm. And it's, I understand it's setting up to where Tiana and Prince Naveen are, you know, learning to work together, that they actually do care about each other, but it's a pointless, it's such just filler. It's a filler scene and it drove me nuts. Like the first time I watched it, I didn't pay attention to it. Yeah. This time I paid attention to it ever since I'm reviewing for the podcast, I did pay attention to it. And it was like, this is filler. This did not need to be here. This could have been a much simpler, maybe even a more escalated point. And I know they're trying to put more comedy in this, the comedy into this movie because it's a little more of a serious movie, but this is not the way to put comedy in here. Like guys, we could do a little better, like with the, you know, the the arrangement of how the story is told in this particular area. You could have done something just amazing, and like again, they're trying to throw in more comedy. This point didn't need to be there. So yeah, the 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 frog brother hunters didn't necessarily have to be in this film. I think it was filler. It was just be like, hey, let's pad the, you know, the uh, the the uh, the runtime of the film and make this movie a little bit longer. You could have wrote in a better scene for this. Just saying. So, yeah, the 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 Frog Brother Hunters could have been nixed and probably been better, you know, a little better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's my, that's my first. It's like we'll
1: get in a little bit later. My first is like kind of based on yours. Okay. But it's basically the fact that they had to keep inventing people to chase – Tiana and yes, and, and, yes. and, and, and Naveem. You have a villain. Yes, You're telling me he has no support network besides his friends on yeah. the other side. Oh, agreed. Yeah. You're telling me he can't call somebody up. One of his buddies up in the swamp and say, this is going to sound weird, buddy, but I got two frogs. I need you to catch. Mm-hmm. Just catch all the frogs. You, you, you eventually get one of them. They're on their way this direction. Granted, he didn't know Naveem escaped. Yeah. There's another problem. Let's just let me start back because okay. I know what the core problem this is. Mm-hmm. As great as a villain mm-hmm. character that Doctor Facilier is, yes. his plans and his awareness of the situation sucks. Agree. He is completely unaware mm-hmm. that Naveem escaped. Yeah, for a day. Mm -hmm. How do you not know that the frog that you're supposed to have in the little cage in your, on your, wherever he had it stored, I didn't catch where he pulled, where he realized it was gone. You should have known he escaped like fairly quickly and already had people looking for him. In fact, why don't you have those be the people who chase them out of the party? True. And then those people continue chasing them through the swamp, yeah. so that there was a constant like we got to make sure we don't get caught by these people as we try to get to Mama Odie's, and we're dealing with this yeah. alligator, yeah, who apparently doesn't know have good directions, yeah, which I feel is a reference to the Muppet movie. Okay, well, you don't take directions from an alligator, okay? There, that came up. Sure, but anyway uh i like that point it's a really really good point but it's like there is no facility doesn't know that he's gone until halfway through the film when he goes to get more blood for the charm Mm -hmm. and he can't find the frog it's like he escaped it's like yeah a day ago (laughs) how did you not catch this did you not, didn't you wonder about the two random frogs that caused such a ruckus at this party you're at? And you didn't think that's the beam. Who's the other frog? I don't know, but we'll get, we'll worry about that later. Yeah. Hello. And, and then as much as I talked about, I'll get to that part in a minute. Yeah. Um. So be, we don't get any sort of chasing from Facilier. Mm-hmm. It is, it is player versus environment until Facilier goes, oh yeah. I got to have the frog. Where is he? I don't know. I'll I'll get my friends on the other side of since I don't know where he is. At that point, it's like, okay, now we're facing the enemy again. Before this point, we're just facing chaos in the wilderness. Yeah. Facing the wilderness can be fun in a movie. Agreed. Yes. Uh, Just look at uh, Rescuers Down Under. Yeah, agreed. Ironically, not the rescuers that took place in Louisiana, Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) in Australia is an Australian mate. in mm-hmm. uh, Land Down Under, mm-hmm. where a featured movie we're going to be reviewing might be set, for, for what I can tell. We'll get to that later. right? Uh, but there's no... They should have been on the run from Facilier from the beginning. Yeah. Through his agents chasing him before... His human agents fail him for the last time. And he then has to call out his friends from the other side. Oh yeah. To go chase them and cause the actual problems that will get them finally all the way to mama Odie. Yeah. Do that. And instead of. If you've done that, I would actually felt like there was a, you wouldn't need filler. Yeah. Agreed. You have, agreed. Even if it is these three guys. Yeah. Have them there from the beginning. That's all I ask. Yeah. And then have them fail. And that's why you got to bring out the spirits to go get up. Yeah. That is a good point. That's oh how that should have worked. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Otherwise like, you wouldn't need the
2: filler. Yeah. I agree. So going into my second, it's like, I'm going to bounce right off his because that's a great point. Because you have this be like this very menacing villain in Dr. Facilier and be like, he loses Naveen in a day. I mean, like he loses track of him because this is a whole part Within of his plan. Within three hours. Within three hours, loses him. And be like it's like it, it would have made more sense, like Drew said, that if Dr. Silly would have had connections through everybody, he had like um like agents throughout New Orleans that mm-hmm. you know that he could use and to uh, bring about his schemes and that kind of stuff, because that makes sense to be like voodoo doctors have like followers all over the place. It'd be like, so it would make sense that he would have followers all over the place. that are trying to find these two frogs and then be like, m- maybe the, the frog catchers are maybe a part of him or something like that. So be like, make that be like all that interconnection be like how powerful he is in New Orleans. Cause that would have made a killer story, but no, be like Dr. Silly, It's just kind of like, Oh, the frog that's very important this whole plot that I become rich and powerful. I've let slip from my grasp. And then it's just like, Oh yeah. 12 hours ago. Yeah. 12 hours ago. Great. And it's like this, the, the whole plot of uh, I've got to get the blood for the, the talisman in order for, you know, Goober can stay Naveen. A, a, a replica of Naveen and it's just like, like for such a great villain, like he doesn't have be like, cause it would have been so amazing if this guy would have had connections and be like, had and, followers and made the villain better. Oh yeah. Be like, even like even to the point where you said that the uh, be like, one of his henchmen comes back, be like, they couldn't find him. And the, and, uh, Dr. facilitate Punishes him for it, and like you know, send him send him to the uh, you know the what what was it like not the dark realm but what was it? I called it the shadow realm. they the never, shadow realm. They
1: never game gave a name for it other than yeah, the send, other side.
2: Yeah, send him to the other side. It'd be like really dramatic how he punishes those who are not uh, don't to obey him. That would have been amazing, but they don't do it. So I think that was that was a fault in the storytelling that they could have made this so much better that Dr. Priscilla could have been this really, really huge threat like the underground of Nolan's and made this really, really well done, developed story. It would have been great. But no, they didn't do that
1: anyway. (laughs) My second dislike for this film. And part of it is the fact that we didn't have, like I said, it's, we didn't have uh, a, a serious. A, 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 the villain was not as active in the story as he probably should have been. Right. The other problem is, is like so much of this film seems to lack a through line. Hmm. Uh, there is plot. There is yeah, a lot of nice. Little, plot. Agreed. Plot going through it, but there seems to be very little connection between points of the plot part of that is the fact that we don't have, you know, the villain being as active as he should be. But part of it's just like, like the trip back from mama Odie's to yeah. New Orleans. Yes. That's what three scenes, mm-hmm. maybe three scenes. We got a quick thing. It's like where um, Ray thinks that uh, Naveem is in love with uh, Evangeline for a short minute, but it's like, uh Okay. But there's no, for the most part, Ray and Lewis could also just have been left out of the film. True. And it would have changed nothing, which I can't say that for every other, for most other Disney princess films. Yeah. For your, your, your cute animal sidekicks. Yeah. But you like, I mean like, I can see getting rid of Ray. I can't see getting rid of
2: Lewis because Lewis is just, is just fun, larger than life characters. He is,
1: but he contributes nothing to the to the plot. Agreed. That's my main issue. Okay. Ray at least gets them to Mama Odie. True. Yeah, he has this thing where he's in love with the with the planet, mm-hmm. but it's the planet Venus. I kinda get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but he could have been left out. Admittedly, when he gets stepped on, mm-hmm. I was like he's the fun character in this <laughs> grant Lewis is fun too, but it's like, I got his stick very quickly. He's the big yeah. dumb lizard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's fun. He's good comic relief, but yeah. And he plays trumpet and he wants to play in, in, in an actual jazz band. Yeah. And he actually gets to, by the end of this, when yeah. they're all dressed up as uh Barnard animals, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I get this. This is good. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, this is all great, but it's like this scene has nothing to do with the story. Yeah. Most of the stuff dealing with Evangeline has nothing to do. with The story. Yeah. Even the whole part of just the, uh, the, the, the evening star, as I continue calling it, obviously, you know, I get that they're, they're all wishing on, which makes me think back to Pinocchio. Yeah. It's like that. Literally had nothing to do with it too. Mm-hmm. Granted, every time Tiana wished for it, a frog showed up. Yeah. Okay, that's funny. Don't know if that would have worked when she was a kid, but no, well, whatever. It's there's there's it seems like there's a lot of things they did in this. Yeah. That just don't feel connected. Now, granted, yeah. if you're going for a more slice of life thing, because life doesn't always feel connected either, right? That would work, but I'm going into expecting a story. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be tangled good. I expect at least frozen good. Okay, fair. If that makes sense. Fair. Especially at this time period. Yeah, this isn't frozen good. Grant, I'm not. I, I understand a lot of people like frozen, so that doesn't sound like it's a, a quality downgrade. Fair. Right. Not, or not much of one. But frozen is well. It's not my. It, it, it's it's not. I have more issues with it than I have with most Disney princess films. Mm-hmm. Because at least most of those films, you can kind of forgive some things because, you know, it's fairy tales. Yeah, agreed. Grant, we hadn't done fairy tales since Princess Aurora. Mm -hmm. The uh, Little Mermaid, it has a couple of things, but it's all pointing you towards the actual plot of her trying to get Prince Eric to kiss her. Yes. So I can kind of let that go. Right. No pun intended. Uh, (laughs) I don't count Aladdin because it's both Disney princess and not a Disney princess film because sure. it's focusing on both. Uh, most of beauty and the beast, I can let forgive because it's, some of that is showing them falling in love with each other mm. and getting used to each other. Yeah. We don't get to see a lot of Tiana and Naveen actually falling in love with each other. We get a couple of knowing looks, but nothing like, uh, bell and beast out in the snowfield and all the birds landing on beast. We get yeah. nothing like that or, yeah, him giving the library to her. Yeah. To Belle. Yeah. We don't get anything like that. Granted, Naveem does not have anything to give. And you do get some things where she's being sweet on him. Mm-hmm. And he does have to lessen much like Beast does, but Beast at least is kind in return. Yeah. Where so he I don't, that's, a, that's part of my issue is like, these things are supposed to be the scenes where we're seeing them fall in love with each other. Yeah. And yet I don't believe they're falling in love with each other. Yeah. agreed. agree. That's part of the problem. So when we get to the, the get to mama hoodie song and she's pointing out y'all need to, if we fall, y'all need to be uh, getting married, basically. Yeah. I go, I don't see them as a couple. I'm sorry. <laughs> Granted By the end of this, I kind of more see them as a couple because you know, they finally start growing after Mama Odie's song. Yeah. agree. characters. Yeah. Because they are very still the same. character. You, you do get the thing where she makes the gumbo and she's teaching him how to, you know, mince mushrooms. Yeah. You get that, but that feels like so little. So very, very little. Yeah. On what I actually wanted. And so almost every scene that's obviously supposed to be doing this one thing, because they're not, they don't connect. Yeah. And they don't help push. Everything forward. So even the scenes that are obviously supposed to be the comedic relief scenes for the mm-hmm. kids who are getting bored with all the lovey dovey stuff with right. Lewis and, and Ray. Right. They feel even less connected than they would normally, and they're not really doing their job as comic relief. True. It just feels like and you get the filler problems. Mm-hmm. So it all comes down to the fact that they had a basic plot. Yeah. They had no way of connecting the plot. Agreed. It's an unconnected plot. Is the best way I know how to explain it. Yeah. And yeah, that's my second dislike is that this is an unconnected plot. Yeah. And it's gonna get worse in my third dislike. I gotcha. Yeah, the the the
2: relationship between Naveed and Tiana is like, it's, it's not the strongest. I would agree with you. It's not the strongest be like by the end of the film, you can see where they are falling in love, but it takes that kind of like a sharp turn to where it's like, Oh, now they're in love with each other kind of thing.
1: Yeah. So if you had done the will, you won't you Sam and Diane sort of thing where they obviously hated each other yeah. and it took mama Odie to show them the good sides and that's when they turned. Yeah. I could accept that. Yeah. They didn't do that. No, they tried connecting them ahead of time and, and still then and not making the connection. No, give me the Sam and Diane where they obviously hate each other. Yeah. Except, they don't actually hate each other. It's just there's so many th- little things that aggravate them that they will find endearing later. on. Yeah, they're 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 dynamically opposed with each yes. other.
2: I, I be would like have that, loved that. Would have been great. I agree. Yeah. So going into my third, dislike, like be like there again. When I first watched this movie, I had a severe problem with this. Now in my second, like be like I have softened a little bit, but I still have an issue with it. So you have the the point where be like they, they have to break the spell and the spell isn't broken. So poor little Ray goes to be off with his, his true his some, some somehow his, gets turned
1: into a star. Yeah somehow
2: gets turned into a star. And it's like okay that's
1: weird. Okay. But okay. If mm-hmm. I can break if I can break the people's heart who still find that scene sweet. He did not when when he appeared in the when he, quote unquote his star appeared in the sky. Mm-hmm Probably millions and billions of light years from her. Mm-hmm. They're st- they're farther away now. <laughs> You're not kidding, because there's not a moon around Venus. Another moon around Venus. It's not what they show. It's just yeah. like it's another star in the sky that's almost as bright as Venus. Yeah.
2: Except it's a little the, further back, so
1: it means it's, which means it's
2: millions of light years away. away. Yeah, so no, they're not together.
1: They're not together. They're still not together. It looks yeah. like they are, but they're not.
2: Yeah, exactly. You no, look at the perspective. Could, yeah, they're millions of the way couldn't part. Separate that. My mind is like, dude, you just made it worse. <laughs> and so, oh yeah, I'm gonna be with my love. No, you're not. No, like, no you're not. <laughs> it's a star. And it just so happens,
1: this, another this, star pops up. Because I it's probably I, a star when supernova. I'm, I'm still thinking, Evangeline is a planet. <laughs> this is not Pinocchio. Yes, voodoo is this in here, but we don't even know if the wish granting thing actually did anything. Yeah, agreed. And it probably didn't do anything. It probably didn't. So that means it's just a stupid, it's just a planet in the sky. It didn't do anything, and now Ray is millions of light years away. Yes, millions. I apologize for breaking everyone's hearts with logic near. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so going into my third dislike again, brilliant deduction. That Sorry, was great. I interrupted you. No, no, you're good. You're good. So you you have Ray's little goodbye, it, like that was nice and sweet. But then it's more like, oh, okay. So they decide they're going to get married because they finally decide they're in love with each other. So they're gonna, I, I think, be like the build up to the characters, you know, relationship as you know two people who don't like each other. They kind of like each other. They don't. Uh, But uh, I, I can't even, I can't even use a better example with Ron and Hermione from Harry Potter, because even in those books, it didn't seem like these characters actually love with each other. It's more like they're just a couple, but not in love with each other. So if you know what that means, but it's like, okay, so they, they have their, their wedding. And it's like, okay, understanding that it's okay. So, Mama Odie is what's the word? Be
1: like, she's uh, reciting?
2: Yeah, reciting over Uh, the marriage. Reciting over the marriage. So, like,
1: she's the one doing the
2: marrying. Yeah, she's the one who's marrying them. Okay. That's where I I don't know what
1: the exact term is, but yeah.
2: Yeah. So, Mama Odie's doing, you know, marrying these two. Now, I'm thinking in the back of my head is, you know, more historical, the whole bit. when did a voodoo witch doctor, Mama Odie, be like, have royal authority to marry two people? Now, granted, it'd be like it's, it's married in the wood. No, no, this is not even where near I'm coming from. I know. I'm, I'm just setting I'm, I'm
1: just, up. I'm, there, I'm throwing this small rebuttal in there. Okay. Um, this is obviously more of a religious ceremony not a legal one cuz they had to get legally married later on that's true. so it's obviously she was not uh licensed by the state of louisiana to actually do a marriage ceremony but does the was the, but does that
2: make technically make her a princess at that point
1: i am throwing in the idea that for all intents and purposes as much as charlotte was a princess for the uh, uh earlier in the film yeah it, it's like, like mama Odie says it's close enough. Yeah, it's close enough. So be like you you have the marriage plus we don't really know how the that's this is another little minor quibble. Mhm. At what point does how, how does the magic know you're a princess? Exactly. It's mostly feel like I said that I said it works cuz of this way and so that's the way it's going to work. All right. It's never it's like it, I, I I admittedly I don't really if the story was better constructed. I would not care, right? But I'm having to look at everything, so yeah. And true. there's, there's a little. I'm not exactly forgiving because of how, because of many of the other mistakes in this film,
2: right? Right. So, be like, get married. They use the oh, he's be like, she's a princess now. So, you know they got married. They got married in the swamp. So so okay. Now she's a princess. I'm like okay, but then they get royally they get officially married because would that be more? She gets turned into a they they it's it's a, it's to me. There's a little bit of a eh, there, but then
1: let, 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 me, let me let me ask you this. Okay, this is just me. I'm not trying to dissuade you. I'm just trying to rebut as you bring up points. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you're wrong. Okay. Is does uh this, the government actually get to tell you when you're married hmm. i would i agree with you there if in as is generally considered under most monarchies mm-hmm. the uh being able to rule from birth being a birthright as in you were chosen by god to rule mm-hmm. and it is under a. It is under God. Granted, we're talking. These are. This is a voodoo ceremony. Yeah. So, bear with me. I'm just okay. kind of speaking mm-hmm. in generalities here, right? Uh, but if you're married under, it, if you're married in a religious ceremony, right, and it's through a religious ceremony that you are, um, uh, given the right to rule, yeah, and automatically, as is generally considered under most monarchies, when you marry. Into a kingdom, you automatic or when a woman marries a prince, if she has no titles, or if she has titles, she she gets she inherits the the that person that those royal titles immediately. So if you're already the debt the the, if he's already like the Duke of Cornwall or whatever, she's automatically the Duchess of Cornwall. Yeah, that sort of thing. But most that all that is true by all technical accounts. What is really stopping her from being a princess at the at as soon as she pronounces them husband and wife?
2: But also the fact to be like a a prince be like okay, take take more modern things. Uh like when Princess Kate married print uh prince hint, not oh, I can't remember the royal kids names okay but, but uh, th- this is why i'm gonna i'm gonna fight but, but on it was that by, by royal decree that she became a
1: princess right but here's the other thing okay uh this, i think it's the same people we're talking about here they left the monarchy they no longer both of them neither are, are no longer are, he's no longer in the right of succession right now uh, no, no 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 i'm not talking about those i'm talking about uh, those things the Duke, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex whose name yeah. I can't remember who's oh, an American. Oh, I'm sorry, boy.
2: sorry, sorry. I'm thinking. So about thinking
1: um, Kate. Yeah, I'm thinking. Um, but anyway, yeah, the, the, they the the, They were they were left out of the thing. Now, right. the thing now. So, is she still considered a princess even since she's married to? A person who's a prince, but technically they no longer really have access to those titles. Okay, and cannot wrong, be confirmed by that. Wrong couple. My apologies. No, no, I, I wasn't trying to no you no on the no couple no. Thing. No, no, you're I, good. I, we're arguing over a little bit
2: of semantics here. I, I, I admit, I, I agree. We are kind of arguing over that. So I'm. I'm just, uh, what my point is is yeah, that more, get to your point. More, more of the the idea of a princess is a title. Is a title someone earns, or they they are are a. Uh, they they are it is placed upon them be like a be like yes you can get married to a prince right but under a be like the so the the crown of a princess is placed upon you
1: by a court admittedly she is not given her coronation at this point agreed however what is the actual rule for a disney princess that she marries a prince <laughs> Or is born or is a born. princess. Yes. There's one of these people who is considered a Disney princess who technically does not fall under this in any way, shape, or form, no matter how much you stretch the rule. Yeah, I agree. Mulan. Mulan. Yeah. That's neither here nor there. I'm just saying that. I just, I just pointed that out because that's fair, the weird fair. exception yeah. to this rule. If any of them marry... In most cases... We don't see the coronations of any of the princesses in any Disney oh, princess. Call. Agreed, agreed. So technically, they're only a princess. Uh, okay, let, let almost, write, in let, almost in name. Almost in name only. Yeah, and that's the thing. This is, and that's, and that's the thing is, yes, there is usually a decree that you now earn, have this title. Exactly, but by all technical accounts, actually, better point. And I'm going to also say that I, I because Moldonia the. Mm -hmm. Kingdom in question here. Yes. We do not know the legal rules. No, we don't. We don't know how successions work or how titles work specifically in that kingdom. Right. Here's one thing I do know. Okay. The British monarch Mm -hmm. can't die. There is always a monarch in charge. Sure. So for instance, when Queen Elizabeth passed, yes, no matter where, Prince Philip was at that point. Yeah. Despite the fact he would go, they would take another year for his coronation to occur. And he legally became King Philip. Yeah. He was technically King Philip the second that his mother died. Okay. I, it's King, I was, I was it's Charles Charles. Sorry. Charles. I said Philip. I that was Charles. Her husband. Sorry. Prince Charles. Yes. He became Prince, King Charles. The moment queen. I would agree with you. I agree. That is how that one works. I assume this is how most monarchies work. Granted, I am not referring to when a character, when a when a, a, this title did not get passed upon death. Yeah. This got passed on marriage, but it's kind of a similar thing. She doesn't, she technically would have inherited my way. I'm saying it. She got the title by marrying the prince. That's when she became a princess yeah later on yes there was a legal ceremony yes agree it happens a lot of times where you'll have an elopement and then they'll have an official one later on right or right things. right there'll be a private maybe a private and a public you could read this as a private or public yeah. technically whatever one is first right is the official one right uh and then uh at that point she would have become a princess okay gotcha that's how i'm approaching that okay how Fair. the magic Knows that yeah, is where my issue lies exactly. I, my problems with the end of this one, which we'll get to in a minute, yeah, have nothing to do with whether or not she's a princess at the end. Okay, of this film. so so be like, this is just a setup to where
2: I'm going. Okay, right, right, right. This right. is where I'm setting up. So okay, so we get this point where, okay, we get set up in the rules of the sh- in the show in the in the movie where Tiana be like she doesn't have enough money in order to make the payment for yeah the 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 place she wants, and she absolutely has to have this restaurant. She has to have the restaurant. Absolutely has to have a restaurant. So, and then be like she's told, be like she has until Wednesday to match it. She doesn't have the money. Be like she. Am, am I correct?
1: She does not have the money by by she, by that point. Or, this is part of the issue where we do not know. Hey, we don't know what day they told her that. Yeah. And B, so we don't know how many days she actually had to raise it by by, then, by Wednesday. Wednesday I we know it was Wednesday. Yeah, we know it was but Because Wednesday. we don't know what day they told her. We don't know if that's tomorrow or five days from now. Yeah, exactly. If they told her that on a Thursday. Oh, hang on. Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras. Yeah. That is Good Friday? Yeah. It's a Friday. So it's a Friday. Let's just go ahead and be nice. Say it's a Friday. But That's it was it was Saturday. A, it was a, it was the day before Friday. So Thursday, Thursday. So they had all day Friday. Yeah, all day Saturday, Saturday, and all day Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, six days. Yeah, six days at best, at most. From what we've able to figure out, we said what three, and yeah. that was being generous with yeah. the amount of time that passed. Yeah, so plenty of time. We also don't know how much time passed between the failed kiss yeah and the kiss that worked exactly because they get all the way back to mama odys by then yeah. so and then cats come all the way back and obviously the payment would have had to be made long before the actual official marriage ceremony because you had to have time for the king and queen to get to yeah. collins okay so here here's my point here's my point
2: so we we have at the the end credits of the movie where be like they go to the bank they push the money up, and it looks like all the money that she had, and like obviously they get the ha- get the place because the the Gata is threatening them. So of course they give them the, the bank. So I'm thinking, which is extortion. Yeah, which is extortion. We're just throwing that out. Yeah, there. just throwing it out there. So I'm my my thought is is like they they buy the place, but there's no. Uh, am I using the right word? Time dilation between what then and now. Then it, we're, we're not
1: like, given how much
2: time passes. So where did this money come from? So
1: that's my question. But, where did the right, money come from? And you're right to worry. Wonder, wonder that because Prince Naveen was cut off. Yeah. The only way he would have gotten the, exactly. the ability to get that back would have, he would have had to get in contact with his parents. This is 1920s. Yeah. There is no instant communication. No. We don't while we don't know where Maldonia is. Yeah, we're talking weeks. It's at least weeks. Yeah. Before a even the communication can get back to say, hey, I met a girl. She's nice. You might want to come over and meet her. We're talking about getting married. You might already be married in some weird voodoo ceremony, but that's beside the point. Right. Um, you might want to come over here and, and, and check it out and then forgive him enough to say, sure, we'll uh, let go ahead and let you have the money back, and you can do what you need with it. And that gives her the money to pay for the old they're, they're, uh, sugar mill.
2: Yeah, the do the renovation, whatever. But it's just more like it's it's never because to me because like there's actually a bigger question here, but I'll get to it in a minute. So we we have this point of be like, okay, we get the be like they're in front of the, they're in front of the their newly bought restaurant location, and the next thing you know, it's big and bustling, and it's, you know everything's nice and fancy. It's, it's and been a year. It's, it's been a a year year
1: has passed, but
2: where did they get the money? Because my, my, my two options is either a, they, they backtracked on what uh, uh the, the prince's parents told him. It's like, Oh, you fell in love. Oh, we don't care. We'll give you your money back. Or, or we, we have sweet. um. I, Why am I having a hard name with her name? Charlotte. Charlotte. I'm thinking, like, A, be like, A, be like, Prince Levine's parents relented and gave him the money anyway, means he didn't learn a thing.
1: Be like, he He he, did learn, but it was not an. Exactly. There was no proof. They they didn't have time to get the proof
2: before. Exactly. Or Charlotte and her father gave them the money, were not given this information. So I'm curious. Where did the money come from? If they would have gave me that information, I wouldn't have a problem with it, but be like, it's, it's like, is there a year time difference or what? There's nothing given to us to where they got the money to completely there. And she only had half of it. So, so that, that is my problem with this film. We are not given explanation to where she got all of the money in order to renovate this entire restaurant the way she wants. And plus, it's her father's dream, not hers. Well, it was her dream, too. It was her dream, too, but it was more built on upon, upon yeah, her father. It was inspired she, by her father. She, she Admittedly, she was,
1: in the original version of the script I read, this was not, uh, they did not bring her father into it. This was hmm. her dream. Oh, okay. And that was brought in later because they weren't sure the it being her dream was a strong enough reason. So they Bad brought movie. in that so that she would be trying to get Let's do both their dreams
2: Yeah that was that I'm anyway. and, and plus, you have a lot of points where Tiana Is sitting there and it's like be like I, I want to make my father proud I want to make my father Proud so she's doing it for her father Be like obviously she's a great cook The whole bit but I'm just more like Was that her real dream Or she real, She wants to fulfill her Father's dream which she's made it her own So anyways Money
1: issues Where did all this money come from because she didn't have the money At the end of the movie <laughs> I'm gonna say it was her dream. Grant, she was that may have been inspired by her father's yeah. dream, and then her father wasn't able to do it, so she decided to double she, down. Yeah, it was a, more of a combination of the things. Yeah, I because agreed. you can kind of tell in her song that that is not something that she feels lightly about. That is yeah, her, 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 her dream also. Yeah, it's it's, it's become um, her dream. I'll, to answer your money questions, mm-hmm. I'm going to say that from the. Point of the writing at that point, where that question could have been brought up. Yeah, it was unimportant to the story, and that's why they didn't answer the story. I'm just <laughs> okay. saying, from their point of view, for that part of the sphere, I, the 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 climax was not her getting the restaurant. That's what she wanted. Yeah, not what she needed. Agreed. The climax was they kiss and they turn back into humans. Yeah. At that point, everything else is ending montage and that's all we get is an ending montage with a song played over it they're singing they get the nice little call out scene it's not necessarily important to know how she got the rest of the money but I must know it drove me crazy the first time (laughs) I will go ahead and put this in here the problem is not that she doesn't have the money at the end yeah the problem is in, in terms of writing The problem with the writing is they put in an extra stipulation. It's like, oh, someone already beat you to it, and now you're going to have to match the price in order to get it. They shouldn't have put that in there. They should have had it been. Something happened at the party. She wasn't in the melancholy at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, she had, uh, and of course, her friend takes her upstairs, gets Mm -hmm. her in the dress. She is feeling a little down because it's like, uh, or maybe she's happy. I don't know. Kind of a... Maybe she's thinking, oh, the I, I, because now I'm going to have to get that costume dry cleaned or whatever she was wearing dry cleaned. Maybe that's going to eat into her budget. Maybe she's, it's it. Or maybe she's even thinking, yeah, technically I have the money to buy the, buy the place, but now I don't have the money really to, to renovate the place. That's yeah. the other thing. Yeah. That's my maybe. question at the beginning of yeah. what are you do you money? the money to do yeah. You have the money to buy it. You have the money to re- actually build a restaurant because yeah. having the location – Is part one (laughs) of a very long process. Yes. yes. Yeah. That's that's where I got the problem with this movie. That's really where I feel the problem is. It's not where does she get the money at the end of it. Yeah. That's neither here nor there in my, from from what what the story's getting at. It's, you shouldn't have introduced that one little extra complication in the first place because now it's going to cause, that's where your plot hole really was. Yeah. Not over there where we're seeing the the actual issue. Yeah. But because technically,
2: Technically, she only put like a, like a, down payment on on the restaurant. Am I right? She only put a down payment on it. it. They, because that's I, all she
1: had. They didn't really make that clear if it was being mortgaged exactly. or not. Exactly. It was probably, like I said, not considered important to the story. And for the overall story, yeah. How much money she has, if she's got uh, how much money she has, and and if she can pay it back later, yeah, is not important to the major plot. Yeah. That's not the point. The point is she has a dream. She has enough money to, to buy the place. Yeah. Um, and right before she has a chance to do anything about it. Yeah. So-and-so over at the, uh, gets her turned into a frog. And now she's got to get back because she hasn't closed. Yeah. It's not hers till she closes. Yeah. And, if, and here's what you do. Don't say, "Oh, someone beat you to it." Now you got to match the price. Like, yeah, we're uh, we're not going to be able to do the closing till Wednesday. You've got to be here on Wednesday, so now she's got to be human. That makes sense. That's what they should have done. Agreed. Then it's like, okay, that takes care of the money issue. Yeah, mostly. Uh, You can kind of accept that. Okay, maybe the renovations that may have been a gift from from Charlotte, or yeah, enough time has passed. Yeah, and. Maybe by this point Naveem has enough credit where it's like, okay, yeah, we understand you're going to pay this back later because you're actually going to get back on your parents' good side soon, and Mm. you'll be able to pay all this back later, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But all of this – did you hit your third dislike before I jump into mine? I did. I I didn't want to cross – I didn't want to – hop into mine I, not hop i didn't know i didn't want to sidestep because this is actually a perfect segue yes into my third dislike i want to make sure i wasn't cutting you off so you're hopping onto my lily pad kind of okay the problem with this is and i've kind and every single one of my dislikes has kind of been on the same topic mm-hmm. in many ways yeah they had a beginning of this film in mind They had the ending of this film in mind. They had no way of getting from plot A to plot, from the beginning to the end. Okay. They had eye concepts. They had these little miniature adventures. They had no actual, it feels like they were making up the middle of this film as they went along. Fair. And because of that, because whatever because they didn't weren't able because the middle of the film was kind of made up as it went along they didn't set up the third act agreed and so the third act falls apart because it has no support i agree the third act of this film is extremely messy no matter how you cut it yeah and the reason is there's no setup for it it's all as soon as you get back to mardi gras there a lot of quick things happen. A lot of yeah, misunderstandings happen. That's mm-hmm. like, if you actually had set this up better, I could maybe believe they, they believe all these little weird misunderstandings. Yeah. Though. But honestly, I'm sitting there going, really? You think that's Naveem up there? It's more likely it's his double. You maybe want to go get save Lottie, a lot of heartache and get up there and take care of him. And cause more than likely you're a, frog still yeah oh guess what oh my gosh yes means. you're kidding that means Naveem is a frog so that means that's not Naveem up there you're right you're your your transformation is dependent mm-hmm. on his that is logically how this was set up agreed why eh, eh. remember when we reviewed Dragon Ball Z the dead zone yes and the very beginning Kami is saying, I think Piccolo is dead. Mm -hmm. And I I don't know if we mentioned this, but we knew that was impossible. That is true. Because Kami was still alive. Because the (laughs) Dragon Balls were still around. True. It's the same bloody thing. It is. I agree. That's not the meme. Want to know why? Because obviously, if that's the meme, that means he would have had to have kissed Charlotte. Mm -hmm. If he kissed Charlotte, your transformation would have canceled all also, agreed. you are not going to be stuck as a frog if he turns back to human. Agreed. You all agreed on this, and now it's like, oh, Naveem's hot with Charlotte. I guess I'm going to be a frog for the rest of my life. That's not what the magic works. <laughs> agreed. Granted, agreed. Remember, remember what I said about my likes, that they, they, they set the rules up, and they played by those rules? Yeah. They did. So the fact that she doesn't realize what these rules are, despite the fact they're plainly laid out, Mm-hmm. Tiana, bless your heart. You're being stupid in this scene. Because I, I recognize your thoughts are, are being drowned, I mean uh, cried out by love. You're not thinking logically. As far as you know, you're the person who you were supposed to fall in love with has broken your heart and is now marrying Charlotte. Uh, hello. You're still a frog! I'm still a frog. <laughs> I, I I completely understand. They're trying to build tension with that scene, mm-hmm. and I get that. but it doesn't work. It doesn't work because there's no setup for it. Yeah. You get, and Lewis is in the scene, but I don't remember what he's doing here in New Orleans. Yeah. it's how little he's used here. Ray is here. And admittedly, it seems like the primary reason Ray is here, is so he can get stepped on by Dr. Facilier mm-hmm. so we can have, our heartbreaking death scene scene, in a disney eh. film not where heartbreaking death scenes in disney films usually occur right and it's by a side character who quite frankly does not deserve the heartbreaking death scene i'm sorry he does not agreed uh if you killed the alligator that'd be different no it'd be the same problem you're right you're right. From a storytelling point of view, I get that you like the alligator better than Ray. Yeah. I understand why yeah, that would be you, but, Exactly. but from, if you're actually talking about the story, neither one of those characters get, has a death flag going oh, into it. Oh, agreed. Agreed. Granted, Bug gets stepped on. That makes sense. That's going to happen. Yeah. From a storytelling point of view, Ray didn't deserve to die. You did that so you could do this whole thing with him being in the sky with Evangeline and we already told you why that not a good plan so here here's another one so why would dr facility step on a lightning bug there's it's, no it's, reason for it's him just to, a bug there's no reason for him to even be looking at that yeah even if he knows this lightning bug helped the frogs yeah what does that matter he's yeah. a lightning bug yeah he's this small so why is the wolf you step on him? It's not Lewis where if you make him mad, you gonna die. Exactly. It's an alligator. <laughs> it's a lightning bug. bug. What's he gonna do? Annoy you to death? You know, I'm sorry. Written. That's just how it is. It makes no sense. It makes. Why would he step no on him? Sense. Why you? You killed him just so you could have the scene where the star appears next to Evangeline. Yeah. What does that have to do with anything? Agreed. It does not support the plot. Agree. And you, you did technically kind of, sort of set this up, but it's so
2: thin. Agreed.
1: It's like it doesn't hold uh, yeah, up I, to the weight that the scene you play put on mm, it. Agreed. Got to hold up. Yes, technically. I'll even say this: the w- wedding at the end that makes her a princess yeah as much as i will defend the concept yeah. of that scene yeah there's and there is and there is some setup for this with the stuff with charlotte's and the and all mm-hmm. that well just that logic is set in place and mama Odie kind of sort of alludes to all that, that that's what's actually actually need to do right that's supposed to be a magical moment. That is supposed to be Cinderella getting her, her, getting her dress to go to the ball. Exactly. That is supposed to be the Little Mermaid getting her legs. legs. Yeah. That is supposed to be Beast and Belle dancing in the ballroom. Yeah. That is supposed to be, I can't think of anything from Aladdin right now. Uh, part of your world. Or part of your world. That, yeah. That's, well, that's Little Mermaid, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. That's what that's supposed to be. Yeah. It's the magical scene where she not really the endearing shot, because a lot of those are also the things that are supposed to endear Mm. you to that character. Yeah. This is supposed to be the most magical moment of the thing. Yeah. Uh, It's supposed to, it's even set up to take you off guard that it's even a possible thing to do, which I appreciate that part. But the problem is you gave no setup for it. Mm -hmm. Not really. Why is it, it starts to go, wait, I'm confused. What's happening? There's biotechnical accounts. I could, the, the magic spell should not have broke here. Granted, logically it does. Yeah. But at the same time, why didn't it break when Baron Samudi got dragged off to the shadow realm? Or not uh, Dr. Facilier. Yeah, Dr. Facilier. That would make sense. That makes more sense. It's like that, you you, you send off the person to cast a spell on you, did it? That makes more the sense. The break. Granted. This is not wizard magic, so I understand, or witch magic. So I understand why that doesn't work. This is voodoo, works under slightly different rules. So I get that maybe there's more to it, and you're still under the voodoo spell, and you can't break this spell until that. This is not technically a curse, like uh, the beast's uh, transformation or some other things. This is different. And so I get that, but it's like I had no reason to think once the first, the kiss with Charlotte failed. Yeah. That there was a second idea. You never gave it. There was no inspiration. It's like, maybe we should. Have, I didn't even know why you went back to mama Odie. Yeah. That makes no sense. It was a quick thing. they like, well, if you had given me this, here's how you set this up where I will accept it much better. Okay. They go, cause here's the problem. They go from uh, Ray appearing next to Evangeline in the sky, right? To their wedding. There's literally no scene in between. No, there's not, there's no setup. There's no, I guess, yeah. If you said, well, that's sad or something like that, you know, maybe mama Odie was right. Maybe what we want is uh, not what we need when what we, and they realize they need each other. Yeah. Why don't we go back and get married? Yeah. You set that up. It's like, give me, an, give, give me an idea. It's like, oh, well maybe there's a chance. Give me something to anticipate obviously you're giving something to think maybe something cool is going to happen at the wedding. Yeah. They just go into the wedding. It's like y'all really just started liking each other yesterday. Yeah. Why are you getting married? This is my first question mm. to, to quote Elsa. You can't marry a guy you just met. <laughs> and yet this is happening here. Yeah. And, and also that's what does it. That's what turns you back. Cause now she's a princess. Yeah. As much as I love technically right here. Yeah. That this is so following the rules. You gave me nothing to think that this role was even, even no way to anticipate, will that work? Yeah. You did not let me guess, will that work? Mm-hmm. Because you supported nothing. You had a strong start. Mm-hmm. You had an, but you had a horrible middle. And so whatever ending you had, whether it was strong or good, had nothing to hold it up. A, true. a story is a tower. It is built on the layers behind b- beneath it. You had a strong foundation with both of the works. Ba- this is based on. Mm-hmm. You had a strong opening first act to get us to where we met all the characters. We get to the action. Mm-hmm. We get to the point where they kiss. At that point, when the second act begins, we get to that point. The it falls apart on the way to the climax, and so the falling action dies too. It falls apart by the very end. Agreed. agreed Every other issue, even your issues, I think, yeah. falls under this problem. I agree, it does. Because, granted, if the rest of the story was done well, you wouldn't care where the money came from. Yeah. You wouldn't care about the weird logic. Even the fact that the logic makes sense on why him kissing her at the end fix, uh, breaks the spell. Even that logic is unnecessary in reality to the story. Agreed. And yet they feel like, oh, we've pulled a fast one on you. It's like, I don't care about that. That should not be the crux of the story. Logically, I understand. And yeah, it does feel like to some degree, even though you thought this through ahead of time, you felt you had to have a happy ending. Yeah. So you made a happy ending. Thank you. But the problem is, you even gave the lightning bug who died a happy ending. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A, his happy ending was unearned, and really, if you think about it, like we said, it's not really much of a happy ending, because now, if that's supposed to be him up there, he's a million miles away from his love. Yeah. Uh, You gave everyone else happy... Lewis got his happy ending before we even got back to New Orleans! So true. Yeah. So, like, all all of the happy endings are literally just like, just thrown out there. Right. Look, I'm not saying the happy endings, most happy endings weren't even earned. Yeah. i think they all worked towards them even ray even though that was kind of whatever yeah agreed but because they're just there and you're not giving any of them any importance not even the fact that oh they're married that makes her a princess that's not really given any more importance than lewis is now playing with a band on the steamship exactly riverboat i mean yeah come on guys This is why the story is falls apart at the end, and honestly, this is the real reason I think why this movie didn't do well. It's not because you put princess in the title and that made people think that got boys wouldn't go to this film; that it was just for little girls. That's not why. It's because Mm -hmm. we could even it's it's because that the people who watched this movie had issues with it, and then word got around, and you didn't have your frozen moment. You didn't have your tangled moment where. People were taking their kids. Sure, there was probably a good, strong opening day. Oh, yeah. Because it's a Disney film. And of course, it's the one you take all the kids to. But after a week, probably nobody cared because it's like, well, the story's okay. Yeah. You gotta have a good story. And this is probably, and and this is actually the problem. And people may dislike me for this. I don't care. This might be the weakest story in the Disney canon. Ooh. I, not because conceptually it's bad. Yeah. Not because it's uh, a poorly written story in general. Its execution is poor. I agreed. And it makes me care less about the characters. And you had so much. Okay, let me, let me rephrase. It's not the weakest story. Okay. There's probably other things I can claim under are weak that we haven't seen yet. It's the one with the most missed potential. It has so much potential that it just... Left on the keyboard, yeah, for lack of a better term, and that's what makes me that's that's what makes me not not angry, but that's what kind of makes me more dis- most disappointed in this film. Yeah, is they left so much potential out there and didn't do anything with it, and I can't even blame it on them being woke because it wasn't even Cause there cause wasn't was- wokeness to the story other than two girls of different from different socioeconomic backgrounds can be friends. That's yeah. the closest thing to a woke story in this. And I actually liked that. Yeah. So it's got so much missed potential and I can't even blame it on Disney being stupid. Yeah. Other than they did not really know how to put the middle of this film together so that the ending could stand up. Yeah. Agreed. It had one it had one good leg to stay on
2: stand on. It had a very very weak second leg, and the third leg was literally broke.
1: Yeah, because the second leg couldn't wasn't able to wasn't holding its yeah, weight. exactly. The third and the third, so and the I, third so leg mean, broke underneath the weight.
2: Yeah, I agree. That's the problem. That the be like with with that understanding with a better be like thank you. That helps helps me gain a better understanding of how the story lays lays out. And by the third end, it goes flat because they're they're trying to put everything together because you don't have like you have a strong burst, a weak center and then everything you're
1: trying to throw everything in there and it just falls flat. You know what it reminds me of? What? The sequel trilogy to Star Wars. You have a great opening. Yes, agreed. An okay middle that is good, it's not bad, it's just yeah. not really pulling its weight. Yeah, agreed. The and third- then everything uh, that should have been the entire trilogy is crammed into the last movie. Yeah, agreed. And it can't do it. It's beyond that movie's ability. Yeah. You overloaded a part of the film. Yeah. And it broke underneath the weight. Yeah. Just be like, yeah. Like you said, be like,
2: the the third act is literally, there's so much weight on it, it can't support it. Yeah.
1: That's the best way I know how to put it. Granted, it's an allegory. Take that for what you wish. Yeah, But that's what it comes down to. The the third act can't hold up what second act should have been holding up. Yeah. Agreed. So yeah, we need to rate this film now. Yes. You go first. Oh, you would do that. I me. would. Uh I'm actually going to give this a seven. Okay. This is not garbage. <laughs> agreed. It's not, it's not a garbage. It's film. actually a Very good film. It's not what yeah. I disagree with, but having to look at it under a critical eye, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot wrong with this film. Yes. It's, and it's not the kind of thing Disney usually messes up on. Granted, this is like the end of the dark period of yeah. Disney's... Uh, the Bronze Age. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the Bronze Age. We're about to... It, it's like after, right after this, we start getting into Tangled and stuff like that, where the quality gets back up there again. Yeah. Um, it, it still confuses me, considering who wrote this, that this happened. And I feel yeah. like maybe they... Maybe there was just some confusion back and forth. Maybe some decisions uh, farther up the food chain from them Yeah, that came back down, caused things to go. I mean, this is one of the first ones where uh, they were doing it under the uh, Pixar method. Yeah. that and I'm sure the Disney people were just not used to that yet, and that may be part of the issue here. Because there is a bit of that Pixar awkwardness that usually we consider their charm in this film. And it, that gets fixed later on. Yeah, agreed. In the, in the process, but yeah. You know, yeah, I'm giving this a seven because it's it's a it's a, it's an okay film. It's just it's got so many issues.
2: Yeah, I would agree because uh, again, be like maybe I was so hyper focused on little things here and there, I didn't see the broad picture of it. And now you said, I like be like the 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 three act structure is so broken, but like it, it gives me a better perspective on this movie and probably films further on so thank you for that uh
1: so I do what i can that's all i can climb exactly that's, so that's what i get for study for uh having to make play reports in high school that makes and sense having to having to study like three six as uh, six times four forty thirty six is that thirty six don't give me a math in my head. Uh, s- six times four, four eight, 12, sixteen, twenty four. Twenty four. That was twenty four plays that I had to review. Uh. before uh, or not re- I had to write a report over. So yeah, I kind of have an idea of how this works. Oh, okay.
2: So my ranking. Uh, hmm. That was tough because I was I, I didn't I didn't write one down because I was more like see uh, how it turns out see how it turns out. So I would give this. It is still a good film. I would definitely give it a seven. It's a worth watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, granted, if you're watching from a very critical eye, you're going to watch this and it's like, wow, this story falls apart. Again, great first act. Second act's weak. It's third act. just it, It's got too much weight on, and it buries itself. But... Overall, animation, uh, Doctor Facilier just kills it. Now, granted, he'd be like, "I wish we would have gotten a little bit more, maybe like his henchmen, his followers, whatever." That would have been great. Well, we have gotten henchmen. We got henchmen. Yeah, if we got henchmen. Thank you. Um, overall, be like, I enjoyed the movie. Uh, from a critical critical view, it's it's got severe problems, but overall, it has a nice, wonderful story. That at the third act it falls on its face so yeah giving you seven now granted if we hated this movie it would have been down there like yes right. further down
1: but this, yeah this is one of those instances where we kind of didn't hold back on no. our issues because exactly. it's it's more disappointing to see a film have potential and not fall through with it exactly than a cash grab yeah agreed. And you just tend to get less forgiving when it's like you could have done this, guys. But anyway,
2: mm-hmm. all right. So, what's the next movie we're reviewing next week? Mm-hmm. Going to a Pixar film
1: and getting there. Yes, we are continuing in a franchise that we have watched the first movie of mm-hmm. but have got to the second one. And this is also an important movie historically. Because Mm -hmm. this is the uh, movie, or or this movie got to actually happen the way we got it because Disney bought Pixar. Yeah. Because this movie was originally going to be different. Yeah. Where at least a movie with this title would have been a lot different if the original plan had gone through. Yeah. Yeah, Toy Story 2. I actually do like this film. Yeah, I enjoy sort Sor- 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 uh, of. I, I think it's a little weaker than one and three, but it's it's a good middle act. Yeah, we'll get to the other acts after Act Three later on. Uh, yeah, so join us next week for that. Yes. Uh, after the break, we are going to be talking about what we've been watching, the news, a little bit of news, and we'll get to talk some X Men. Yeah.
2: This podcast is a proud member of culture box. Whether you enjoy geeky reviews, comedy, or original fiction, you can open up the culture box and find something excellent for your soul. Point your web browser to culturebox.media.
1: This week, we suggest checking out geek devotions. Geek devotions is a collaboration of devoted geeks that are devoted to letting people know that they are loved. They're not just a podcast. They are an entire network of shows, podcasts and YouTube videos that are designed to encourage and challenge people in the geek community, bridging the gap between their faith and their geekdoms. They produce a weekly geek culture infused devotional. There is their podcast, Comtalk. There's another podcast where they read books, allegedly. There's also another podcast where uh, they look through the Gundam watch. And uh, if you're into, if you like movies, just like we do, you can check out them reviewing bad movies over at the bottom shelf. So uh, you can find all their content and more uh, at uh, geekdevotions.com.
0: The Cellcast would like to thank the following patrons, Ashley and Francisco Ruiz, Book of Gaming, PaulJPowers.com, and Melanie Dubois. To get your name on the show, plus uncut episodes, early access to the Cellcast Plus reviews, and special art from Jacob, please donate to us on Patreon.
1: It kind of just made sense to use Geek Devotions tonight, Mm -hmm. since they're our good friends from Louisiana. Yep, yeah, true. Anyway, so Jacob, I have a question for you.
0: What
2: have you been watching? Oh, what have I been watching? I've been watching actually quite a bit lately. So I watched the third Indiana Jones movie, not The Crystal that, Skull. That's why that came up
1: the other day. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yes. I watched uh, Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade, probably one of my favorite films of the the uh, Dr. Jones uh, films so far, I've watched Crystal Skulls in theaters, and I haven't watched Dial of Destiny yet. So, so this is probably my favorite because it has this nice blend of comedy. It's it's you know it's got Doctor Sean be like uh, Sir Sir Sean, Sir Sean Connery. He's not a doctor. I know I, I said the wrong word. My apologies, Sir Sean Connery. And it's just, it's such a well done movie. It's funny. Be, I think, I think the, the best Indiana Jones films, the ones I've seen be like, like Dr. Jones is them to deal with Nazis. And I think it just makes it a funner movie. I think that's just me personally there. Again, I haven't seen crystal skull since theaters, I think. And I have not seen the new one yet. So other than that, I uh, continue to watch Gargoyles. Gargoyles is an amazing show uh, on Disney Plus. If like we talked about, um, mm-hmm. David Keith or Keith, Keith David. Keith David. I know it was gonna get mixed up. Keith David and be like the voice of Goliath. Really amazing show. If you have never seen Gargoyles, go watch it. It's amazing. And uh, I started watching a new show on Max. The uh, what was formerly HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Uh, my adventure is Superman. That's actually a very fun show. Uh, there, there are points. I understand it is a short series and they want to get to the point very quickly. And I'm like, uh, why do these characters have to know this, this quickly? Why? And how does this character know this before the character who's supposed to know this big secret? And it's just like, okay, that's interesting. You're, you're be like, you're killing me, Olson. Um, but other than that, it'd be like, I enjoying it so far. Um, I'm not gonna say some uh either or be like I enjoyed it. I enjoy it. I'd be like, I keep I saw a clip, or not a clip, but a a, a screen grab one of our people mm-hmm. on uh, one of our private chats for the subcast. Uh with Lois Lane holding what looks like a keyblade. Key because at first, I didn't see it. I mean, like, all I saw was, like, just the, uh, the image. And I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And then I started looking at it more. And I was like, wait, that looks like Keyblade. And then I started looking at her outfit. It looks like Sora's outfit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's clever. That is funny. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, I, I will definitely be continuing my adventure in my, um, my, my adventures with Superman on Max. That was fun. So that is what I've been watching so far.
1: How about you? Last Saturday evening, I started a new anime, Ah. or a newer anime. Technically, it did come out this year. And the first episode I watched was an hour and a half long. Which means technically it's a movie, Mm. as far as I'm concerned. Right. And this particular anime took the internet by storm when it originally came out, but it was not in a place where I could watch it at the time. Right. So i just now getting around to it and this first episode I may have to put on the list next year.
2: Ah. Uh, Curious what it is.
1: Oshinoko. Oshinoko? You have not heard of this. No, I never have. This is a story about a, uh, well it's, okay it is a mixture of an isekai story, you know, getting reborn right in a, in a world where you're somewhat overpowered. Yeah. And idol shows like oh. Japanese pop idols. Right. 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 Except the guy who gets reborn is the woman's is the idols gynecologist. And he gets reborn as one of the twins. He was going to deliver, but because he got murdered before that could happen, he got reborn into one of her twins, the other twin being another young girl who he was helping at the, at the hospital who had died months ago and actually got, got him into enjoying this idol in the first place or, or being, becoming a fan of her basically. Yeah. And I almost don't want to give away the ending. I'm just going to say that uh, most of the rest of the show is going to be dealing with trying to find out who murdered him and how he would have known and been in a certain place to murder somebody else by okay. the end of the first movie. And I don't want to tell you which person, because that's a spoiler okay. and a half. Okay. But yeah. for a uh, force for, for actually going through uh, uh, being in, mostly what feels like an anime about the entertainment industry, where there's very obviously some supernatural elements occurring and you kind of know, like I kind of knew going into it that this mm-hmm. was going to be a murder mystery. Right. In a way. Um, and from my understanding, by the end of this first season, we still don't know. I mean, let me put this by the end of the first episode, we kind of know who did it. Okay. But well, we know who did it. Cause it ends up being the same guy yeah. that killed him. Um, we don't know how that guy found out because literally the only person who would have known might have been the actual father, but hmm. we never got to meet the father cause they're separated. Uh. And so we don't know if that's a normal person or another idol out there somewhere, a male idol out there somewhere. Yeah. And why that person would have leaked to a certain person who was capable of committing murder mm-hmm. where this was. And my understanding is we still I have not finished I have not gotten into the rest of the season yet so I don't know how much we actually learned but oh this first episode I was sitting there as as the end as this episode ended I was like do I text Jacob at this late at night to let him know I found something for us to review it's eleven it's twelve thirty at night I actually started this way too late, but thinking it was only going to be 30 minutes. Oh, dude.
2: I, I was, I was sound yeah.
1: asleep. I know, but I started this at like 11 o'clock at night. Wow. I was just like, I was just kind of winding down from something else and just mm. needed something to wind down to. And, uh, thought this was going to be half an hour. No, nope. and it wasn't. So at 1230 comes around. I'm seeing what time goes, do I text Jacob? Do I tell him tomorrow? Do I hold on? Can I hold on to this for a week? I, is a good thing I held on for a week to say anything because I actually was able to think my thoughts through more on this. Right. It's a good little hour and a half romp, and I do want to finish watching it. I just haven't had a chance to watch it any this week. But Good Night does like mm, so good. You probably and you like murder mysteries, yeah. and this is admittedly kind of sort of it, it. There's I say there's a supernatural element to it. Yeah, it's not in the murder. Or okay. in the investigation, it's just whatever caused him to and, and this other girl to be reborn in as these kids. Oh, that's interesting. And puts him in a unique position because he still has all his intelligence and knowledge from when he was an adult. Yeah, and technically, he and the other girl can actually talk as ta- as a one year olds. Really? Yeah, like from birth, they probably could talk, but they were smart enough not to. So a certain hilarious moment when they're trying to keep uh, essentially the agency secretary from leaking all this to the press. Cause you know, idols having kids is considered a no, no. Yeah. You're not supposed to do that. And that was, and they're, so they're hiding most of why this occurred. The fact that they're mm-hmm. the, her kids throughout most of the thing, cause you know, don't want to ruin her prestige. The fact that she took the time off for any reason, Claimed it was a mental health thing. Of course, mm-hmm. we know why um, she was showing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got it. Uh, and then, of course, the uh, uh, half year, you know, to at least get the kids in a position where they could be away from Mama for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. And then. Yeah, it, it's a good show. OK, I, I'm, I'm going to I'm still seriously thinking getting that on the list somehow at some point. OK, not an immediate. Drop on there. We'll see how it goes. See if I even like the rest of the season series, right? And see if the second series gets anywhere. Because if depending on how it falls out, that might be a thing to time for. We could work it in, uh, collaborate into our TAS segment, okay? But we'll see when we get there. Because I, like I said, I don't know, but it was so good, okay? Um, second thing, uh, I watched was uh, last night, a lot, the, the season finale. Yeah. Uh Star Trek, strange new worlds. Yeah. For those of you watching strange new worlds and hasn't had a chance to catch up, I will not spoil anything, but let's just say the nineties called Star Trek is uh banking on an old favorite plot device, not plot device, uh story formatting device. Let's say, got it. Uh, I'm not gonna say anymore because that will spoil stuff, but uh, mm-hmm. this one does deal with the Gorn. Okay. And the Gorn is what Kirk fought in that old original series episode, Arena, with the kind of looks like a giant Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar, it's a rubber I'm, suit. Yeah, I'm, yeah. They look a lot better now. They kind of have a bit so. of bit of xenomorph in them hmm. now, especially okay. how they reproduce. Interesting. It's it's not face hugger, but still things burst out of you. I gotcha. Um, and that, that was what the episode was kind of based on. We actually don't mm. know the... Well, that, that's that's spoilers. I'm not going to get into that. Yeah. It's a good episode. I am now kind of angry that while under normal circumstances, we would normally just have to wait a year and I kind of live with that. Mm. Because of the writers sh- and actors' strikes, we have no idea where they're going to finish the story. Mm. So... Yeah, you'll need to get that worked out one way or the other. Y'all need to get that worked out and you need to get it worked out now because I'm missing Star Trek because I need my Star Trek. I need to know how this is going to turn out, guys. Mm. That's all I'm going to say. Um, other than that, uh I'm watching more Buffy the Vampire Slayer, haven't got up to the episode I talked about last week. But, okay, but that show is actually pretty good. I'm enjoying it so far. Um, played a little bit of some different video games over the course of the last week, nothing mm-hmm. too big. Kind of getting back into Pokemon Violet because uh, they just this last Tuesday gave Muse to everybody, Muse, Mew, hmm. like little Mew, not like the Mew Oh, Mewtwo's coming. Okay, but you got to get Mew first. Okay, you get Mew now, and then they're gonna give give you a chance to catch Mewtwo's the week at, uh, Labor Day weekend and a little bit past that. Oh, okay. So I know what you're gonna be doing. <laughs> well, yeah, it's Labor Day retreats, yeah. yeah. I'm, and I'm not bringing my Switch. Oh, uh, okay. However. Dallas from Geek Devotions did pretty much invite me onto their stream that Tuesday to go do a raid and catch Mewtwo together. <laughs> My gosh. Which means I will have Mewtwo in a regular Pokeball, not a Master Ball, regular Pokeball, because I know how to do that. <laughs> and it'll be first try, too, because I'm fairly certain we're going to kick some major tail. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, that's pretty much what I've been playing. All right. I have not yet got to do the summer event for Final Fantasy 14 that came out yesterday, even though it appears to be Power Ranger themed. Again. That will come. Oh, yeah. Of course. But yeah, that's pretty much what I've been watching. All right. What do we got in the news?
0: The Cellcast News with your host, Jacob Herron.
2: white thing dealing going into the news. Uh, so I mentioned the show in my, what I've been watching. So soaring into the limelight once again, the man is still back with a fresh starch cape, traditional red trunks, and unbridled optimism in Warner Brothers Animation and DC DC's new animated series, My Adventure of Superman, which premiered Tuesday July uh, July 6th on Cartoon Network Adult Swim with two episodes at midnight and streaming the following day on Max. Uh, going into another legendary director and his new project, you just can't keep a good director down. The Boy and the Heron, the latest feature from legendary Japanese director Hayao Miyazaki and Studio Ghibli wow. Has passed one billion yen in the Japanese studio and the and the Japanese box office for the fourth month uh, fourth weekend of release. That's what's going to release over here is the wind rises. Yeah, that's what I keep hearing. Uh where was I? Still, uh, still free of any market other than uh, other than the famous name attached. Um, it looks like the age. It's hit five 5.48 billion yen, which would transfer, translate into uh, $38.3 million to the United States uh, and sold 3.61 million tickets as of, the, as of Sunday. All right, going into um, uh, another bit of news uh, and a movie we might be reviewing at some point. Uh, following a strong Tuesday preview, uh, preview turnout, which brought in three point eight five million dollars and served atop a wave of critical praise and strong audience word of mouth, Teenage Mutant Turtles: Mutant Mayhem rode a five rode a f- to a five day opening of forty three point million dollars domestically. The seventy million dollar surprise post review estimations hovering above 30 to 40 million dollars 16% of the box office came from premiere premiere screenings and 3D was 13 was 13 and that's where the article dropped off so yes uh, turtles is doing very well in theaters and so going into uh we have reviewed I think at this point, now seven of these films, I think. So there's another round of movies coming. Because we reviewed seven of them. I think seven. It could be six.
1: Oh, you're right with seven because six of them we did in one month. Yes, we did. Is it another six, or are they just getting getting around to re-releasing both the original uh, Japanese versions no. and the English version of no. Digimon the movie? No, 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 no. That they are they're doing that. They're doing that, which I'm excited
2: for. Okay, that's gonna be fun. But no, this is a uh, Toei Animation revealed a new trailer and poster for. Oh yeah, this is
1: gonna be Digimon Adventure two based.
2: Yeah, Digimon Adventure two, the adventure, the the the, the beginning, at. Digifest in 2000, uh, 2023 uh, event on Sunday. The film uh, is which is open in Japan on October 27th. Uh, set after the events of Digimon Try and the movie Digimon Adventure The Last Evolution Karza. The storyline center grows up uh, around a grown-up version of Taishi, also known as Davis, and the other characters at the age of 20. So that's going to
1: be I don't know. If what are they going gonna... to call this? Did you want to Quad?
2: I have no idea. Maybe. I don't know if it's going to be one movie or like try was. Mm. So, yeah, we're getting another Digimon film. Fun, fun. Yeah, exactly. So he's talking about Pokemon. I'm talking about Digimon.
1: Just saying, why have we not gotten a crossover yet? That's a
2: good... Who pr, I'll be like, Toei produces
1: Digimon. So who produces yeah. Pokemon? The Pokemon company. I don't know who the animation people are. There. Oh, okay. Because uh, I don't think that's Toei. Hmm. That's a very good question. So we're getting Pokemon Horizons, the series, which okay. is the newest season of Pokemon. Okay. Uh, and it's going to be following a the adventures of a girl named Liko and a mysterious pendant, and Roy, a boy with an equally mysterious Pokeball. Uh. I assume one's going to have a Sprigatito, because I think it's the one the girl has. Yeah. I don't know who the boy is running around with. There's also going to be a Pokemon Paldea Wins, which is an original animated series set in the Paldea region. And it's on its way. Uh, Follows several Academy students as they come into their own, growing and learning as they attend school. That will be on the official Pokemon YouTube channel. Hmm. And there's also going to be Pokemon Path to the Peak. Uh, it's a new short animated series that will premiere at the 2023 Pokemon World Championships. It'll tell the story of Ava, who strives to enter the world of competitive Pokemon trading card gameplay. Hmm. She works alongside her family and friends and partner Pokemon Oddish. So apparently, she's going to both have a Pokemon and be playing the Pokemon card game. That's weird. That is a little weird. Uh, first episode will also be on the official Pokemon YouTube channel. Today, as of this recording. Uh I have not watched it yet. Uh So yeah, those are the big animated things coming out of Pokemon. Gotcha. So you got two YouTube channel shows, and then, of course, the big anime coming out later this year. Right. Probably in September, I'm guessing. All right. So I think it's it's all we have in the news. No, I'm sorry. It's not coming to Netflix yet, because they still have the final... we're still getting the English release of Ash's final mm-hmm. six episodes, right? Which I am looking forward to watching. But anyway, cool. Anything else before we jump into X Men? Mm-hmm. I
2: think we're I think we're good with the news. All right. Well, then let's look at X Men. Mm-hmm.
1: Previously on X. Hulky over
0: funky, kinda hulky superhero. A and electrically transistored
1: superhero. An exotically erotic and aquatic
0: superhero. The Marvel Superheroes have arrived.
1: Sing friends, Iceman and Firestar. Men, the animated series we're in season four officially now this is an official mm. season four episode one man's worth part one and part two. two which first aired on uh july 9th 1995 and july 16th 1995 respectively the episodes were directed directed by larry houston and fred miller and written by richard Mueller and gary greenfield respectively mm-hmm. In these episodes, Trevor, Fitzroy, and Bantam travel back in time to 1959 and kill Professor X. Failing to stop the assassination of Xavier, Bishop, Shard, Storm, and Wolverine travel forward to the future. Guest casts for these episodes include Philip Aiken as Bishop, Kay Tremblay as Shard, Mark Strange as Forge. Getting into the trivia, these episodes debut Shard, Fitzroy, and Bantam uh director Larry Houston's name was misspelled in the first episode. Really? Yeah, they spelled it H U S T O N. Huston. Houston. Hmm. In the bar fight in the 1950s, Logan is helped by a character who looks exactly like Marlon Brando in the movie On the Waterfront. Hmm. 1954. Ah. This story is loosely based upon the Age of Apocalypse comic event from 1995 to 96. However, instead of fighting Apocalypse, mutants are fighting for survival against humans. The majority of the Age of Apocalypse influence is seen in the alternate appearance of the characters. Also in this version, Legion, who has originally traveled back in time to kill Magneto...
2: I knew you'd get that in there.
1: Well, I mean, he's also in this episode. He is, I agree. uh, But killed Professor Xavier by mistake. He is replaced by Fitzroy, Bantam, and Nimrod, who intended to kill Professor Xavier initially. Unlike several other characters who are shown in their Age of Apocalypse costumes, Storm appears in her punk rock look from the 1980s with mohawk hairstyle and leather jacket and pants. Seriously? She looks better in the Age of Apocalypse. The robotic walkers in the Age of Apocalypse universe bear a striking resemblance to the Imperial walkers from The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, agreed. In the bar fight, the bartender yells out, Moose Rocco, get him! In what has to be an homage to Caddyshack. The same names Mm -hmm. are called out to help the judge find his wallet. Yeah. Lastly, Forge's alternate reality look is based off his look in the Age of Apocalypse reality. Mm. Which brings me to the end of the trivia. What are your thoughts on this episode? I
2: enjoyed when we when we find ourselves in the Age of Apocalypse, quote unquote, Age of Apocalypse era, because you're seeing all these um, these amazing characters that we saw in that, and I love the Age of Apocalypse because there again, that's Joe Manorera's age, one of my inspiration artistic inspirations. And like uh, you see, all those characters which he designed, he designed the the uh, the their outfits, costumes, whatever. But uh, it's like, wow, this is awesome. And Storm and Wolverine stand like a freaking like a sore thumb among all these other characters. And then you have Magneto's because Magneto's outfit in Age Apocalypse looks freaking amazing, and this looks like so ghetto. It's not even funny. So we we get to the point where. um Bishop and what's her name? Uh, Shard. Shard. Bishop and Shard go.
1: I did not know when starting this. I didn't know if I was going to like this character or not. yeah.
2: Yeah. So, like, it's weird. They have to go. They go back in time to recruit Wolverine and Storm.
1: Well, they just didn't go back far enough. They had the settings wrong.
2: Yeah, they had the set, they had the settings wrong because it just made perfect sense to, you know, run these characters like, "Oh yeah, you need help us go save Xavier." Who's Xavier? The and then it just like you think they would know when be like everything happens, but nope. They just literally just it'd be like it's like, "Okay, this entire thing is just be like, okay, let's set up where Wolverine and Storm, and Storm are, their relationship and let you know Xavier die at the end of the episode. Ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. Mm-hmm. And like that's literally it. It's like we, we meet a younger Charles Xavier who is be like wants to be a doctor. He doesn't want to be this this world leader that changes things and be like he winds up getting killed anyway. Great job there, uh uh bishop you did a really smashing job on that not. And so then we get the next episode where it's like, Oh, okay. We're actually going to learn from what we made made mistakes from, which I think Bishop should have learned beforehand. Like this should have been a part, be like a part uno one and no second, because it makes more sense that way. But you got to fill the time, the padding with story. So we get, but they they have to go back in time in order to, you know, recorrect, recorrect their own error. And it's just like, it's like, okay, great. We like our, our, uh, our villain gets a redemption and it's like, okay, that's interesting. That's, that's the, the two episodes are interesting. I love that they use the age of apocalypse characters. We, we, we don't really get to like, Hey, my coy doesn't even look they, like, Hank, Storm, Wolverine, and Magneto look like they're they're out of nowhere, somewhere else. Like, just use their character designs from the Age of Apocalypse. They look cooler, and plus, Wolverine's missing a hand.
1: That would it, make it harder to claw people.
2: No, it's a metal stump with claws on it. yeah. Eh. But yeah, it was it was interesting. It was great seeing these characters. You gotta see Wild Child. You gotta see
1: Sabretooth working with Wolverine. They're not trying to kill each other. And a surprisingly quiet nightcrawler. Yeah, exactly. Fighting You're, Iron Man. Yeah, exactly. Green Iron Man. Yeah, but Iron Man. Iron Man. Yeah, Iron Man. Or War Machine, whatever it is. Probably War Machine, but Probably. I like it. Oh, no, that's just Green Iron Man. Yeah,
2: exactly. So Earth Warrior. It is a interesting set of two episodes, and it's like, but we we get back to the present. We get back to the present, and it's like, oh, this was an interest interesting experience we just had having this uh, this picnic, and like we might want to do this again. Be like, not in your life, bub. And it's like, apparently, Charles can see like the alternative past, and it's like, it's like if only we knew. It's like. Okay, Charles, you shouldn't be able to see that because
1: you got wiped out of existence. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna backtrack on you on this. Okay, one. all right, backtrack that. Hey, wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. Yeah, aware this exists. Yes, aware. He did not get his memories of the event erased when when uh, what's his name. Grabbed a hold of him and got whatever power he uses to time travel. Oh, yeah, yeah. However he pulled that energy. He would have recognized sto- the Storm and Wolverine after the timey-wimey stuff because they were there and they didn't get that the, is as true. memories of those two. That is true. No, I mean, the entire incident were not erased. Granted, the part that was was the one where he died. Yeah. But the, other, the second one is the one that... But he knew that he would have died. Yeah, he knows he would have died. Yeah. So, I mean, he's aware this stuff happens. That's why he's looking at it on that. Whether or not he would be actually thinking of it at that point, because there's nothing that really would have instigated that from right. his point of view, may, may not have happened. But, you know, I'll let it go for story purposes. Yeah. Some minor. Well, thing. from time, from it, because of the timey Yeah, I will let it, uh, it, it. It makes sense. Okay. He so, would remember it. So he's looking at his memories, not visions of the past.
2: Okay. That's what I thought it was. Be like, somehow he's, he's seeing into Wolverine and Storm's minds. And there, that is somehow locked away that he's seeing. They're like, you know, what could have been or something like that. No, he's looking at
1: memories from his past where he met two people who look a lot like Storm and Magneto and Wolverine. Wolverine. And remember, yeah, these are probably the same people. It might be why he searched these people out. In the first place, maybe from in this continuity. Yeah, agree there. That's like timey wiminess Technically, yeah. we're in a separate universe from the one we've been following up to this right. point now. Right. Because time changed, but then the times changed three times in this show. So yeah. Yeah, I, I would let it go just because of the the, the timey wiminess makes sense. It's not that big a deal.
2: Yeah. Just it's a, it was it was a little more. It's like it's like wait a minute. Forge like you knew when the guy was you knew when um. You knew when Xavier would die, but yet you do nothing to stop it first. But then you have to go back and correct your own error. Eh.
1: What could Forge have done in the 1950s? Not Forge. um, Bishop. I'm sorry. Bishop. Bishop Bishop couldn't do anything until they went back in time, and the time travel event did not occur until this episode. Right. So... From Bishop's point of view, whatever period of time he's in, yeah, he would. He went back to nineteen the nineteen nineties. It was they hadn't gone back far enough, yeah. to the time to affect the time change. So they grabbed Storm and uh, Wolverine there because I guess they decided they needed help, right? Which was a, a mistake, yeah, probably I, initially. Yeah. And then they went. They are able to somehow they were able to keep going back in time, yeah, and they were able to then... Yeah, because the time gets busted in the second right. one. Right, they they start to try and help, and Wolver- and, and Xavier gets spooked, and goes to the where he's not supposed to, and gets blown up. So then the second episode, we go forward into the future, we witness the events that caused, them, caused the time travel to happen in the first place. Mm-hmm. We then see... Um, that wasn't a flashback technically. Yeah. We see what that actually looks like because master mold kind of just says, yeah, we're just going to kill everybody anyway. Yeah. Uh, that one sends a message back through with a bishop and them to say, Hey, right. you guys, when you go see our guys from the other side, show them this message. So they'll understand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is going to go badly. Right. And that's what happens. And, and yeah, it's a, Bit of a convoluted plot because it is of the time travel. Yeah. Agreed. and Time travel always convolutes things. Yes. And it's not the best time travel story. Even this show is told. Yeah. So I mean, it's not bad. I and mean, I, I do like how they're showing how important Xavier. Yeah. The man is. Agreed. But we kind of already knew how important he was. Very true. And this was just an interesting excuse to see what the world would look like if you took Xavier out of it. True. Granted, while we know the rest of the Marvel Universe exists because of cameos, mm-hmm. uh, this would have had a bigger impact if we knew more Marvel characters Yeah, and could use people from different... And granted, this is, I think, the first time they actually mentioned superhumans right, as separate from mutants. So, I mean, there is that, and there's just so much flashback. It's like... This is season. This is the beginning of season four. We have to re-explain everything for anyone who would have missed it, y'all. If you're gonna do that, you're gonna have to do that every episode in, these, yeah. in At this time, I agree. You don't really need to re-explain all this stuff. You could have done it off-screen. Maybe you're doing this for filler, to save time. I don't know. It was not a bad episode. Bad couple episodes. It just was not a good couple episodes. Agreed. Best way I know how to put that. We uh, anything else before we cut out of here? No, I think we're good. Uh, Next week on X-Men, we're going to be looking at the episodes Proteus, part one and two. Nice. And to continue um, teasing on the episode after that, we're doing something a little special that is connected. Yeah. So join us then. Yeah. Uh, In the meantime, this has been Drew. This is Jacob. And we'll catch you in the next frame.
0: You can follow Jacob on his Facebook at Jacob B. Heron. His Facebook page, Jacob's Daily Art Corner where he tries to draw each and every day. His Instagram at Jacob B. Heron. His Twitter at Jacob Heron. And his letterbox at Jacob Heron. You can find Drew on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. His Facebook page, Drew's Photo Bin to see his photography. His letterboxed page at GGeorge759 His Twitter at GGeorge759 And Instagram at Drew Dodgen You can like us on Facebook at The Cellcast Podcast On Twitch at The Cellcast Gaming On YouTube at Cellcast On Twitter at Cast underscore Cell The Cellcast can be found at Apple Podcasts Google Play Podcasts Stitcher Spotify Or anywhere else fine podcasts are downloaded from Please rate and review us where you found us, and also on Podchaser. Email us at Cellcastpodcast at gmail.com. The Cellcast is a proud member of both the Pop Americana and Culture Box media networks. For more information, please see the link in the description. Our theme song is Drop and Roll by Silent Partner. And remember, that's Cell, with a single L.